Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. Welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. Is that how we do it now? That's how we do it now. <laughs> the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. The voice of the urban geek. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. Just Braids, a.k.a. <laughs> He's back. Drink Mo Hen, a.k.a. Bolivia Newton-John, a.k.a. Lucius Lionel. I'm back. It's 2016. I know y'all are happy to hear my voice. Feels like it's been forever since I've been in the spaceship, and it is jam-packed today, so I'm going to get it right to it. It is hot as hell, man. Oh, boy. Time to get funky. I hope y'all showered. <sighs> Hopefully. Sitting on my left, as always, is... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship. Beretta Scott King, Lambo Calrizzi, and Flex Luthor. What up? What up? Good to see you, Tatiana. Thank you. Happy early born day. Shout outs to you. Yay! When's your birthday? Thursday the 14th, which is the day this show drops. Yes, mm. so everybody get on Twitter and, and your wish Tatiana yes, a Last happy Friday. birthday. Capricorn in the house. Capricorn in the season. building season. right now. And there we go. You've already heard his voice sitting over there, as always, of course, is... The Chico Leo, a.k.a. Matt Damon, <laughs> a.k.a. Martian Luther King. <laughs> so we got Beretta and Martian. Very good. Very good. Very well, good. We got a big birthday coming up. You got a big birthday coming up, too? No, well, no Martin Luther okay. King does. Oh. <laughs> Black history, man. Lion. And returning the one, the only boy, I mean, you know, to honor a pleasure every time he steps into the spaceship. I don't have any AKs. Come on. Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, could you shoot him? What? The Megatron Donald? There we go. There, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you like the originator. You right. know, like, you know, yeah, you know right. not many people had the, you know, the Transformers, you know, mafia. AKA, what did, what did Strong Price used to call me? Ultra Swagness. Ultra Swagness. <laughs> Ultra Swagness. Uh, this, my name is Just Please. How you guys doing? There we go. There we go. The man, the legend himself is in the spaceship kicking off Ooh, 2016. Yeah. We are here. I'm back. I know y'all missed me. But, you know, shout outs to Chico, Leo, and Tatiana for holding it down while I've been gone. Thank you to Just Blaze for joining us today. Oh, man, I was down in Houston. Yeah. Okay. Keeping it in 100 with the fans out there. My um, okay. mom was ill. So okay. I was down there in Houston taking care of her. Got it. Yeah, she's doing much better now. She's on the way to recovery. But That's it was, all that matters. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it was rough, man, you know. Big, you know, shout outs to everybody. Thank y'all for holding it down. Big shouts to Chico because I know you've been through similar things. Oh, yeah. And yeah, man. So, you know, I was really feeling you and, you know, respect for, you know, keeping it strong in here. But we're back, the voice of the urban geek. What I say the other day, Tatiana, the um, multicultural. The multicultural maestros. Maestros. Yes. I like that one. Because someone, <laughs> someone told me that our voice of the urban geek might make people think we're just black people. 
But well, yeah, urban we, is synonymous is code speak for yeah. black. There we go. And so. we know the code speak. We know the code switch. Yeah, but we also know that we not, you but, know, just black. But also this is the show of where of a million aka. So we have a million names for the show too. There we go. So you the just voice deal of the with it. Urban geek, geek aka a- multicultural maestros. There we go. Yeah. K- K- the United Nerd Nation. <laughs> yes. All right. United Nerd Thank Nation. You. There we go. Yeah. I like that. And we're here on the spaceship. You know, it's been a lot of things going on. Oh, I mean, we got just blazing house. You know, we got to talk about some things right away, right away, sir, right away. You know, I was on Instagram one day, you know, just, you know, just scrolling through and I see Just Blaze, you know, and he's got a picture of what looked to be his living room or something. There was a nice TV, though. That's all I know. There was a TV. Yeah, I have a very nice TV. I have a few nice TVs. And on this TV, there was a particular movie. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I'm like, hold on. Force Awakens. Let's just get right to it. It was uh, on Just Blaze's TV. First of all, I got to thank my Connect. Yes. Yeah. You know, first of all, you got to thank the Connect. <laughs> Because I hit up Justin. He was like, nah, bro, this is a one-on-one. You know, after you see this, there's none. It's, it's, well, it's actually one of those things where it's, uh, I can't I, I can't even talk about this too much publicly. <laughs> I was going to say. I actually shouldn't have even posted that. You got you might have to keep that on the low. Yeah, because... but it's one of those things where I, I physically cannot even watch it anywhere else but in that room. Wow. It's it's complicated. All horrific. Yes. Is this but, the same room with the polo chandelier? Yeah, one of them. Oh, <laughs> oh one of the polo one, one, of, one of the two. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> Big shots to Dallas Penn. For the love. Flourishing. For the flourishing. Yeah, Force Awakens. Uh, what, what did you think of it? I saw it twice in a weekend, so that was my Same. first reaction. Yeah, I thought it was, you know... um, I thought it was incredible for that what it for what it was. You know, right. like, like Chico said, for being a Star Wars movie, it's a great Star Wars movie. And my biggest thing that I think after sitting back and watching other people's reaction to it is the amount of imagination that it's making people do. Right. Like, I've seen these two comics now um, depicting Chewie as an uncle to Kylo. Right, right. And they're like fucking heartbreaking joints. Right. You know, because it's like, one, it's like, you know, uh, Han Solo I, I introducing him. He's like, he'll never hurt you. Yeah. And then it flashes back to that when he's about to shoot him right. and he pulls down from shooting him in the face to the chest. Right. And it's like, Jesus. Yeah, like, it's funny because I, I didn't catch that. I didn't think oh, about that angle of it the first time I saw it. Yeah. The second time I was like, you basically, that was your uncle. Yes. You know, well, that was your nephew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just watched you your nephew kill your brother, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, you know, do I kill him or not? Right. So I think that was one of the things that they could have done better. Han, not that he, he, not that he didn't go out the right way, but for a character that we've known and loved for 40 years, his death, just the way it was depicted and the aftermath of it should have been a little bit more impactful yep. than Chewie shooting homie and then Le- Leia just catching her, you know, feeling it in the force. Yeah. Right. It was I a little unceremonious, if that's the right Chico Leo right said word. the similar. Yeah, yeah. I thought his though. death was great. I thought the hand on Kylo's yeah, face, oh, that was, that yeah, was just right was after the, that, it, After yeah. that, it should have been much more than just Chewie screaming once and Leia going like, yeah, and everybody like, looking at her like, yo, heartburn, you know, or yeah, some shit. It like, was like when, uh, when, when Jazz got killed in the first Transformers movie. Oh, and, oh shit! Everybody and, got murked right then, though. And then, and then, no, 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 I'm talking about in the first, in the first, like, first, like, movie. first oh, one. Oh, the oh, yeah, okay. that's what he's talking about. Yeah, and then Brian was just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> nobody Jazz, gave a shit. We lost a brother. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the one black transformer, <laughs> the urban transformer. Yeah, yeah it was urban like, oh well, yeah. moving yeah, on. And then, next and, then scene. He, and then he just kind of tossed him to the side. It was like, yo, that was Jazz. <laughs> so I kind of felt the same way. It was like. It needed to happen. We all, you know, we all know that it's no secret. Uh, Harrison Ford has been saying for years, 
he wanted Han to die. Yeah. Since Empire. He's, been trying, right. kill, he's yeah. been trying to kill himself right. as Han Solo for right. years. So it wasn't a surprise when I saw it happen. Like, actually, when he went to confront him, I said, All right, you know, no, actually, when they, when him and Chewie split up mm. to go plant the charges. Yeah. Like, but you, you know, knew. You know, yeah, I was like, this is where it's about it to happen. It was foreshadowed. Yeah. yeah. That's also why he got $20 million for this movie yeah. is because he's not going to be in any others, whereas Finn, Finn and uh, Ray got $800,000 right. each. But and is also, this true? that's Harrison Ford. Right, no, no, Tom that's true. Ray. But <laughs> is that true? Is he, well, I guess he doesn't have any force in no, him right now. They say he's he in the next one. They say he's in the next one, so they mean like flashback. a flashback? Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah, right. okay. yeah flashbacks. All right. Yeah. But he got what he wanted. He wanted the character to die. Yeah. So from now on, flashbacks, maybe he'll come back as a force ghost somehow. That's what I was saying. Force ghost, does I mean, he have I, some midi chlorians in him? I mean, that we don't know I'm glad they didn't bring midi chlorians back. Oh, no. That, and that's why I thought it was so successful as a Star Wars movie was because they just sort of ignored, ignored everything that, right. that the prequels introduced, See, you know. I think the idea in itself of midichlorians, I'm not mad at it. I don't like the way things were executed. Yeah. Yes. But here's, here's the, re- the reason I say that, me being um, a man of just science and of spirit in general, um, I feel like anything, what's the right way to put this? Anything that you can conceptualize as, say, uh, an abstract situation, uh, like like the creation stories mm-hmm. that we have throughout time, different religions and different mythologies. And most times, like we are, we can go back and say, "All right, well, actually, the Big Bang happened, right?" But then there had to be something to put the Big Bang into play. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe, just I mean, I'm just putting this out there th- theoretically. Maybe the, the creation story that we know may not have actually have been it, but God maybe said, okay, or whoever the higher being is may have said, boom, make this big bang and let the chips fall where they may. So there's a, there may have been a spiritual mm. occurrence or a higher realm, whatever occurrence, but there's still a scientific explanation for it. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way with the force. Like there probably is that. a difference in the physiology of a, somebody who's forced to death yep. or a force user. Versus like you cut like people who have certain kind of talents. You cut, you cut open my brain and you cut up, cut open somebody else's brain. You might see some, some yeah, differences. Yeah, there could be differences. Yeah, yeah. that's been scientific proven. Absolutely. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's like you cut up a force user, you might find something different. So I like that idea. Mm. The actual—it's just how it was. There's some biology to it, right? I, well. I wasn't mad at the biology of it, just the idea that there were little microorganisms living in somebody's body that made them work in tune with the force. I just didn't like the, the explanation they came up with. I'm when not they, when they the start idea. getting in numbers, like, oh, you got this many middies in you. That's exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, like, exactly. um, like but at the, the same time, but at the same time, if somebody's like, there's, there's clearly. It's clearly been demonstrated that there are different levels of force users. Yes. Like Kit Fisto is not hanging with Yoda, right? Yeah. So there's got to be a way for them to Kit say. Kit Fisto did kick a lot of ass, though. He did. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but there's got to be a way to measure. Yep. All right. Again, I don't want to necessarily hear about measured midichlorians. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, all right, we have to uh, be able to say Master Yoda might be a level 10. Kit Fisto may be an 8. But it's like it's kind of like with like Bruce Lee. You don't you know you don't know that Bruce Lee has this much ass kicking energy in him. Right. You just know that Bruce Lee you know is the, the ass, ass whooper of ass whoopers. Right, you know right, it's like right. you don't need to know the number right. of whatever you know right. secret but, power but, but he But amongst has. themselves, they may need to be have that distinction. Yeah, I can say I don't like the, I like the idea. I don't like the execution. Speaking of which, y'all seen that interview with um um Ahmed uh, Best? Yeah, the dude that played Jar Jar. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't see that. that. Oh, that's awesome. It's heartbreaking. Wow. Yeah, it's rough. Well, he talks about how, like, you know, back in the day or back then, uh, there wasn't an Andy Circus. That's that's what got me. I was like, wow, he's right. There was nobody like that. There was nobody. He was the first to do that. 
And George was very excited about the technology and he was excited about the being the person to bring this to life and worked so hard at developing his personality and developing these movements for the character as George directed him to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for that to become one of the number one sided things that people hate about that series of movies, when you put your heart and soul into it for X amount of time, it's gotta be heartbreaking. Like the dude that played uh Kid that played Star Trek. Yeah, the Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. He got ruined it. Yeah. He's, 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 he's even worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but that's for, like that's the thing. Like when he put it like that, that's what got me because it's like there was no Andy Circus. Like he could have been the Andy Circus. I know, I'm trying but to think of Andy when was the Circus, first time we saw that Andy Circus. That was oh. after. Um, that was Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, was Gollum? Yeah, was it Gollum? Really? Yeah. yeah. That was when he came to prominence. Yeah, right. that's what, that's that's what made else, him. Right. Yeah, so, no, 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 yeah. But Ahmad so, Best was pretty much the, the dude, the so first if, dude to do that. So if Ahmad had, you know, if that shit had popped off, right. he could have a school in New Zealand right now, right. whatever, you know. Damn. Right. Yeah, it's completely been winning special Oscars and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> right, come on. But all right, now another thing, you know, since I've been gone, there's been another reaction to the movie <laughs> about <laughs> our brother Finn. What about him? Oh my God. It's been all over the place. It's been all over. There's hate. I've seen much more, especially people seem to think that he embodies certain coonish aspects. He's always running. He goes for the white girl. He gets named by another guy. He takes another guy's jacket. He doesn't get the force. He gets knocked out at the end. <laughs> They're um, naming just negative stuff though. Like, but it's, it's not like just that. Picking. These are yeah. I mean, these are these are absurd. I mean, yes, all of that is factually accurate. Yes. But like, but that's, that's he's a janitor. That's, yeah, I mean, it's in the it's in the. He's well, not first a of all, he's not he's a janitor. A Sanitation yeah. does not mean janitorial. No, definitely services. doesn't. That's true. Yes. So, and that's but, a clerk stroke, but everyone ignores that because right. he's the black guy. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, this is the black guy. And it's uh, that's, for the, that's the thing that I really loved about the movie. And it's like, okay, so maybe he wasn't the best in the movie. But look at all the stuff he you've seen already he was, come He from. wasn't terrible at all. No, no, no he's I, dope. I he was out enjoyable. Thinking, no, I walked out thinking he was acting a little too excited for me. But that's his character. You know, like, he's a stormtrooper who's never known love, never known nothing except, you know, white outfits and, you know, shooting guns. And then he, get, he meets people who... Mess with him, you know, genuinely, you yes. know, like Poe is like, yo, you're dope, dude. You're a good dude. Don't yeah. believe what the Empire taught you your whole life. I'm more interested in hearing more about the backstory of Finn because there is a concurrent story that's not shown on film where they tell talk about this a team of three it includes mm-hmm. Finn and the guy that he fought. Traitor. What do they what do they call them? Staff troopers, I think they're Staff, called. Something, something yeah. like that. So the story is basically explaining why that guy said traitor, explaining how they grew up basically mm-hmm. together. They're these three brothers or whatever yep. who were very close and also very close to uh, Captain Phasma, which is why Phasma is kind of soft on yep. Finn, where she's like, Well, he's never done anything wrong before. Mm-hmm. Whereas anybody else, they'd be like, Yo, terminate them. Yep. So that when you put that in combination then you get a better picture of a you get a more uh, well-rounded character yeah what you're talking about is the first that I'm hearing it I would not to me that doesn't even have any credence like wow right, yeah. he's, al- he's always running alright because he's being attacked yeah. <laughs> he's being chased <laughs> right and every scene he's do. running she's running too right. people ignore everything that he does well to make these points is how I feel. Right. And, and my, my thing is like, okay, so let's say you didn't like all that, but who cares? The first time you see Lando, he's a smuggler. He betrays them. He's a you con know, man. He's a but con man. But that's why him and him, Han were friends. And it's like, Han is the just first, like the, that. Yeah, the first time you meet Han, he's not even that smooth. He's kind of corny. You know, he's got this beat up ass But you know, ship. he's shady too. Han just is shady. Mad so shady. He shot first, first of all. So, yeah. And that's the, the, reason, <laughs> the, the reason they're trying, the reason George edited that 
is because he didn't. He was trying to change Han's character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see mm-hmm. him as the guy that shoots first. He's yeah. supposed to be a hero. Nah, nah. Dude. nah he was. A, nah. You wrote him, or he was written. He's as, a rogue. Yeah, he's and a smuggler. He turns, he's a con man. And he and then it's actually a better story arc with him killing homeboy first, Grido yeah. first, and then by the end redeeming himself and becoming a different dude. But that we see by the end of the trilogy, original trilogy. And people want him redeem. They want you know. Uh, Finn to go from you know running away to superhero in this movie and they're just mad about it and it's like I mean I get it but my like I say the one thing that I really loved about these movies is they're inspiring imagination so if you don't feel like Finn was well represented in that story write your own write Finn your own. story you yeah. know like write you know I, this. I, read a, I read a great article about that I think it was on IO9 the other day where they were like they said uh, you know you can make Star Wars without it being Star Wars yep. mm-hmm. like that's one yeah. thing it's like alright like if you look at the the overall overarching story of Star Wars, you could pick up those kind of those uh plot lines and uh and that style of adventure storytelling throughout so many different movies through the years. Um for, even from George's direct inspirations like Flash Gordon and the uh and, and I forget what the the Seven Samurai and whatnot. Like back to the creation story that we were talking about earlier, the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You can get there's a million stories like that that yep. already use those lines. So I think it's just cool that it's kind of inspiring people to uh, to realize that they can write their own things. And my thing is, if you don't like it, do better. That's how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't complain about somebody else's stuff. Just make your own and make it dope. I think people just, people don't like to see somebody win. Although George Lucas complained about somebody else's stuff as soon as Star Wars wasn't his stuff anymore. Yeah. And then but, he backtracked. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. imagine, imagine, you know, you, you get divorced. He he gave the perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm going." To, he said, "I got divorced, but I'm going to my wife's wedding." Yeah. Oh yeah. With my new girlfriend. And then your wife is bawling out at the wedding. Right. <laughs> and it's like it doesn't matter that you're filthy rich and successful. This was something that even though he wasn't the only component, he was the key component. Mm-hmm. The initial framework came out of his imagination. So when you think about that, if you went and got married, then got divorced. And now your wife is balling, and you have to go to the wedding for whatever reason because it's in your face, and it's in your face every two seconds. How you, you gonna know. feel? You gonna feel some type of way? Exactly. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you got paid, you know, in the settlement when you when y'all divorced, you're still gonna feel a certain way. So I can't necessarily say I'm mad at that. That's part of the reason why. Not exactly the same place, but like people always ask me certain with certain records, why don't I release instrumentals? Why don't I release acapellas? Because it's my work. <laughs> so I don't want you touching it. You know, like, I actually regret... Um, somehow they just caught me on an off day when we were doing the paperwork for Exhibit C and they asked me to include uh, putting an instrumental in, oh, the, in, the, God, yeah. in the deal. And, and then, that was one of the worst things I ever could have did because then oh, you had 10 zillion oh, Exhibit C freestyles yeah. running around and none of them were nearly Near, as good. No, it couldn't be. It was That that was a perfect marriage of everything. You know, exactly. You so, wanted to beat... You know, Jay. Well, it was yeah, my, it, it, everything from Jay's lyrics to my ad libs yeah. to the arrangement of the song to the sonics of it. Yeah. yeah. So you might not necessarily want to see somebody. Somebody. Yeah. And it's, for me, it wasn't. It wasn't me being. It's not me being afraid of somebody doing it better. No. It's just I don't necessarily want to see that twist. On, I don't want to see somebody else's interpretation right. of my work. Yeah, it's even like when I get a Michael Jackson acapella or something like. I remember me and my boy were gonna do a remix album and we were looking for different acapellas and it was like. It was like, yo, I got all these Michael Jackson acapellas. And this was before acapellas were out mm-hmm. everywhere. This one was strictly vinyl, and I found it on some vinyl. And he was like, 
I'm not doing that. Like, right. you know, we can't touch Quincy Jones. What's right. the point? Right. Like, now, you know? now, now, if you're just using it as a party utility, if you're playing a party, yeah. oh, and you I'm throw sure. it out a cappella, yeah. and then you, you use it as a blend, that's yeah. one thing. But to go and try to remix Make, it from yeah. the ground up. Don't stop till you uh, get enough? No. Yeah, like, now, leave now, it alone. That being said, all that being said, I think J.J. did, uh, for the most part, a great job. I think there were, there were too many callbacks to A New Hope, like everybody has already said. Yeah. yeah. Too many com- callbacks to, the like, there's a new Death Star. Yeah, and it's it, ten times as big, and they and they destroyed and it in ten times time. as fast as right, the yeah. first one. And but even just when they were in like in the in the battle room, and he's like, "There's got to be an exhaust port." Yeah, and, I'm like, <laughs> and I was waiting for the audience to start laughing, yeah. like, and, and, and nobody laughed. Yeah, and I'm like, really? "Y'all don't see what's happening." Yeah. And it's overall, it's it's uh, it's in certain spaces, it was too much of a retelling, especially like all right. We know the First Order is not the Empire, but yeah. they're obviously they're the remnants of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, don't you think they figured out that giant moons, moon-sized battle station with exhaust, with exhaust, exhaust pipes don't, don't work? work. Yeah. And now they built a third one? Yeah. I think that was, I think, that, but that's something JJ has said since too, is like you have to have these callbacks to go forward. And I like that because it wasn't like the Death Star or whatever, Star Killer, Star Wars, whatever. Star Killer. Star base Killer. wasn't like, it was like, the, like you said, it got blown up in the second. It, it wasn't really a part of the film. It didn't matter. No, I, told it was like, I mentioned it to somebody. And they, I like that. Yeah, you they know? were harping on that. And I'm like, well, because I mentioned it on Twitter. Somebody yeah. was like, spoiler alert. Yeah. Why are you spoiling? I said, no, it's actually not a focal point. It's of the not movie. at it's all. Not. Except not. for Poe when Poe blows killed. it up. And Poe wasn't Except even Except for when The difference is. Six billion people. Yeah. New Hope. The last fifteen minutes is the battle, yeah. is the space battle. But yeah. in this, you also had the stuff going on and that with was, was Kylo important. Ren and Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. That was more important with than Rey. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I recognize that. And that's what I mean. If it anything, didn't matter. that was just a setup for the greater fight between yeah. Rey and yeah. And, yeah. and, and so that's why Kylo. I was like, you know, I didn't care that they had another that, one. Right, but there was like yeah. uh, Homeboy BB-8 carrying the the secret. Map, yeah, yeah, with the plans, yeah. You know, it was, it was there was a like I said, it was one too many callbacks, and it reminded me of when he did the, the second Star Trek, oh, aka, it's, was, aka, it's not con, yeah, it's that like, was it is so con, bad. and it was like all these flips <laughs> on you know, on, on the original Star Trek, too. The reason I gave that a pass, even though it wasn't a great movie, yeah, I gave him doing all those callbacks a pass because. This is supposed to be an alternate universe now. After the events of yeah, mm-hmm. but of the first one, this is an alternate universe, so I can understand why there may be flips. Like now, it's Spock yelling out, "Come!" I bust and, out laughing in the yeah. theater when he did that. Yeah, I mean, but, bust out. I gave laughing. that more of a pass only because this is clearly supposed to be an alternative new yeah. universe. This is not a continuation of the same storyline yeah. and the same timeline. Yeah, I feel you there. Mm. Definitely a few too many callbacks. You know, I like you said, I really didn't get all the Finn hate and all that stuff. That was either. all like but it was a, great. You know what? Most importantly. More than anything else, the reason I loved it and the reason I went through the hoops that I did to be able to watch it <laughs> is that uh, it felt like Star Wars again. Yes. It felt like Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. Like, when the Millennium Falcon is flying and swimming through the air and doing the flips and turns, that just, you know, it didn't even... And then, like, I love Ray. You know, I thought she was a great character. I thought Ray's Finn, yeah. Poe, you know, and it makes me want to see more from them. I never walked out of the prequels like that. Yeah. Now, Poe is um, definitely going to be like, I feel like how you originally had Luke Han and Leia, I think you're gonna see more like Poe. That dynamic again po- between Poe, Ray, and Finn. Mm-hmm. I think you know because Poe was supposed to die 
And then yeah, JJ was really like, yeah. And then yeah. JJ was like, no, we can't. You know, yeah. We want to bring him back. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't have time to flesh him out throughout the storyline. No. I think with the next, with the next one, you'll see. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna go the wedge route where you see him, but you don't ever really see him. No, no. His character is too good. Yeah, and Oscar is too, you know, turning into too much of a star for them exactly. to do that. So they, no. they, already, they already got him on paper. So yeah, so. They, they, they're gonna milk that cow. Oh yeah, you gonna <laughs> see, you you're gonna see a post solo movie at some point. Yeah. All right, well, we got Just Blaze in the house. The fan bros are reunited. Let's take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more show. Hey, what's up, fan bros? When you're not listening to the latest episode of Fan Bros, you can always head over to fanbros.com and check out our extensive library of episodes. We've had Juno Diaz, Prodigy from Mob Deep, DMC of Run DMC, and all kind of other people. Go on over to fanbros.com right now and check out that library. It's so many dope episodes. You'll go crazy listening to them. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I know you've been enjoying this extra special episode of Fan Bros Show. It's only going to get more lit. Extra crispy, extra spicy. Extra crispy, extra spicy, like some Frenchies fried chicken. From Houston, y'all was always so mad at Beyonce when she said that um Popeyes was the best chicken she ever had. Like, no, if you're from ma'am. Houston, there is only one chicken. It's Frenchie's. End of story. It's local, local, local uh, it's, it's in Third Ward. It's where Beyonce's from. She knows right. about Frenchie's. Like, right. everyone in the city. I, knows I don't about believe Frenchies. she's ever eaten fried chicken in her life. <laughs> <laughs> no, she grew up in Houston. She is she eating eat fried, fried chicken. chicken a lot, a whole lot. For real, for real. And, oh, man, yeah, hate to, you know, but we got to give shout-outs and respect to this man. Mm-hmm. You know, rest in power to the one, only David Bowie himself, for the sure, Goblin sure. King. I mean, you know, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on and on and on. Last year, I think I talked about it on the show when they uh, when Showtime released that Five Years documentary, mm-hmm. which I rewatched it the other day, and it's on Showtime till the end of January, actually. And it uh, it shows five years in David Bowie's life where he goes from Ziggy Stardust to Young Americans. The Thin White Duke is in to there. Thin White is it? That he yeah, makes the instrumental there. album in the, in somewhere in there. He comes back with um, Let's Dance, you right. know. And this is all in five years. He does all this just incredible amount of work and you know, big shout out to him. Like everyone knows him as Goblin King from Labyrinth and. You know, and I mean, just, te- uh, Tesla from The Prestige. That's right. Good, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. That's one of my favorite movies of the yeah. last few oh, years. Yeah, and he's really dope he's in it. amazing Are in it. Are you watching closely? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. influential across all spectrums of, all of spectrums. art, entertainment, you ever see everything. When you everything. Talk, talked about the internet? Nah. Back in like 99, 2000? Yeah, they were talking about, he, he predicted, a, they whether he didn't know it or not, he was predicting mad stuff. Wow. You know, he was, he basically, after, he was talking to some journalist, some British journalist, interviewing him, and he's and the guy was kind of like looking at him like he was crazy. He's like, "I'm <laughs> telling you, the internet is going to be the disruption for music. It's going to change the way that fans interact with the artists. People are going to be able to get to their favorite artists and bands directly. People are going to, and at the same time, artists going to be able to distribute their music in different ways. It's going to change the system." And this was in '99. Yeah, and he's t- talking about cutting out the middleman. The middleman yeah. being the labels. Mm-hmm. That's and, like Napster when Napster really came and shut it down and 15 years later 
And I mean, he sold like bonds of his of his like yep. albums like mm-hmm. before they came out or yep. something like you know money guaranteed that I'm gonna make. Right. Like he was just ahead of the time mm-hmm. in so many ways. I mean, and then musically, it just like yeah. one, one of my favorite interviews sick. is something that they keep they've been playing his last week was um, when he was on MTV oh, and he was questioning the them side why. Eye. Yeah, yeah, the side the eye. Side I eye. got that as my cover <laughs> picture on Twitter now. <laughs> like when he was ex- asking them, he was and he was taking them to task. Like, why do you have black artists on? And then you know they proceeded to give the bullshit answer, and then the whole thing about oh you're going to scare the midwest people in the Midwest. And I was like, wow. And mm-hmm. you could see the way he looked. Like you could see he I'm just not was not here. So, I mean, rest in, as you say, rest in power, rest in peace. Like, you need to do your research. We don't know. If you think you don't know anything about David Bowie, you do know more than you know. He has influenced you in one way or another, regardless of how old or young you are. He is in everything. Everything. Yeah, I I saw him in 1991, and it was sort of a greatest hits tour, which is so crazy to think about because that was like 24 years or 25 years ago now. But he had like 30 hits, yeah, you know, easily. and it was just one after the other, two and a half hours. <laughs> and it was in Giant Stadium. And, you know, you definitely felt like you were in a club, not in a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And he just released Black Star last week. Yeah. On his birthday. On his birthday. On his birthday. And then the leading single, Lazarus, which you should see the video and, and read the lyrics. I mean, it's haunting. It's basically what they've been explaining now is pretty much his farewell letter to everyone because he knew he was about yeah. to go. Right. Like, he, he was running out of time. And I think... I mean, maybe it's just a coincidence, maybe it's conspiracy theory, whatever. I just feel like a lot of very prominent artists or celebrities or whatever, they died on or around their birthdays. Right. And, mm. and and it's always around a time where they will say something in the media or put out a song or do do some type of work, body of work that makes people start going, wait a minute, something's you know, something's about to happen, something's about to go down. So Yeah, I mean I mean we share we actually share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was um, you know, uh you know, on Twitter, people were lumping into me the, like the, to the tweets of "Happy Birthday to Just Blaze," DJ Clue, and David Bowie, Bowie. or whoever. There's a bunch of us. Yeah. And I realized I never actually thought to look at David, David Bowie's Twitter, mm-hmm. so I just happened to be reading it. I spent like two hours. This is right. This is before he, he had passed. So I'm just scrolling through it, like, wow. You know, like obviously it's not all him. Mm-hmm. You know, but just the things that they're tweeting and talking about. Yeah. And then I'm like, I should follow him. And mm-hmm. then the next day, it was like mm-hmm. boom, and I'm like, it was just, it was, it was, it's one of those things you can't really put into words. I won't pur- purport myself to be the biggest Bowie fan in terms of knowing a lot of his rarer music and yeah. stuff like that. I, yeah. I know the hits, mm-hmm. you know, but there's no way that I would, you can't deny his impact on not just music culture but world culture, world everything culture. No, in I general, am. fashion, mm-hmm. uh, you know. A lot of the ways that some of these, some of our, some dudes address it now, <laughs> it's all right. David Bowie. Just trace it back. <laughs> and you know, and I hope. I that, mean, he got like five different looks that you can choose yeah, from that yeah. people are dressing from yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> I hope they go forward with it. But prior to his passing, um, on March thirty first, um, they, he was going to be honored at no, Carnegie. No, they're doing it at Carnegie. Still doing still, it, yeah. Because they right, weren't good. even. They just wanted to. They were hoping he would show up, so yeah. they're still doing it either way. Cool. All right. Yeah. It's a lot of love. Speaking of love. Yeah, hate. We, yeah, you know, we got to have it to balance out, <laughs> yes. you know. The hateful eight. Yeah, the hateful eight. This week eight. in the N-word. Yeah, oh, oh, oh but you, you just stole <laughs> Chico's line. That's all right. <laughs> got That's Chico's line. I'm just going with the flow. Hey, it always works. That's right, folks. This week in the N-word. Um, yeah, it has been an eventful week for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And um, the village in Whitesboro, White Town, <laughs> wherever the fuck and this place is. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? It's called Whitesboro, New yeah. York. But 
it's like it, it's like Whitesboro and it's like in White it, Town. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's the one with the seal and, with the white. Yeah, man their seal is a white dude strangling like an Iroquois or some kind. You know, whoever the native. Uh, you know, the Mohawk. Yes. The story supposedly is that Mr. White. Yes, Mr. That was the White. Guy's is name. Name. Mr. Right. White yes. had an Indian or native, pardon me, friend. Yeah. Yes, they, they, they were, were wrestling. They were wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and it was a friendly match. Yes, right. And originally, I guess it was that. I guess originally the hands were higher up, oh, oh, even closer to the neck. And then right. they changed it to make it look more like a shoulder grab. Yeah. It still looks like he's strangling him. No matter what. Right. Mr. White gave him some blankets because he was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the history of Mr. White yeah. and the Native Americans. Are you telling me? Oh, they was just wrestling. They were just Tasseling. Yeah. It was just tasseling. <laughs> just having Stop a good old time. Stop all that tasseling. So they, they voted to not change the seal. Yeah, to yeah. fuck all y'all. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, I mean. <laughs> like, who lives there? Right. Uh, Mr. White Mr. and White. his descendants. Mr. White and his descendants. Yeah. And not, and not descendants. the Mohawk dude no. or his descendants. <laughs> I wonder what happened to those three yeah. Indians. But yeah, no more they, wrestling matches yeah. in 2016? But, no. they, uh, but apparently that vote is not final. No, yeah, it, it has to go one one more time. Level up. It has I, to go another level. But, that up. Drink, but like, I feel like if you got, voted for it the first time, why? Yeah, it was a landmark decision too. It wasn't even close, so yeah. it's not like. So they got to do it twice. My my feeling is, you voted yes the first time, <laughs> like that was cool. Not, now it's not the same people voting. It's okay. different. It goes, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I'm not mistaken, it goes one level higher. Now, now it's really Mr. White. Right, so that goes into a higher level of voting. So the suits vote. <laughs> exactly. Oh, got you. They're going to say yes, too. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. Maybe they didn't think they would get media attention. Like, somebody would. <laughs> what? No but, no, but this was actually, see, this is the funny thing. It's funny how like, the story is breaking now. Yeah. So I remember this came This up. broke before, because when yeah. I Googled it, Just the it's, existence it's of it broke yeah. a while back. Yeah. But, but then the vote, a big thing. But the vote made it where it brought it back out again. But that's well, what I'm saying. Like, but, well, the vote is also, it's like, all right. But initially broke, it was just like, hey, this thing exists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, about six months ago. Yeah. The vote right. is getting more more, more of a look because it's, this exists and people are voting and saying it's okay yeah. for it to exist. Right. And I think that's the killer. I saw one quote where it was like, you know, this is a local, this is our town. We don't care what the world thinks. We just want this over with. So y'all on, I'm voting Y'all yes. on a Twitter jam screen. Like, it's too late. <laughs> but they don't care. Ain't nobody driving over to Whitesboro. Or, that, you know, that's a for damn sure. <laughs> to, I ain't driving over to Whitesboro. Maybe when those dudes leave Oregon, they're going to head over to Whitesboro. <laughs> y'all Get Kata? a new home. Yeah, y'all Kata. Did you see y'all Kata getting all the dildos? Yes. yes. <laughs> in fact, we should send a Fan Bros care package to them. Word. I got a homegirl that works in a sex shop. <laughs> Word. You need Be- to send them some stuff, man. Uh, they yeah. hungry. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Eat, eat this box of dicks. <laughs> they did have a bag of dicks in there. Yeah, Someone sent them a bag of, of dicks. gummy dicks. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they threw them away. Like, come yeah. on, bro. You said you like, wanted to snack. If they were trying to save money, if they were trying to raise money, they were smart. They would have kept it all and sold it. That's what somebody else said. On yeah, yeah. yeah. Sell, sell it. Sell and it on then eBay. Do an eBay joint. Yeah. yeah, easy. People Get want dildos. Get the dicks. <laughs> they not hustlers. No. They definitely, clearly not. Nah. But it's just, I mean, without saying, I mean, I don't want to make this a. I don't want to just veer off. Go ahead. But no, no, no. I, I don't want to because it's not deserving of that. But it's just crazy that you know what would happen if that was of any color, uh, people of any color that did that or any kind of government-related building at all, just any building, period. They would have bombed the building. We, yeah, we'd be talking we'd a be very dying. different section right now. This exactly. would be a very different section so on just, the show right now. It's just amazing that it's like, I, when I was reading about it today, how now they they found uh, all the all the heavy tools yeah, Al Qaeda found all the heavy mm-hmm. tools and the power machines, and they're now lifting all the uh, 
uh, fence posts out so that the cows can just go wherever. Oh, oh my God. God. I mean, first of all, this is a conservatory, yeah. which is the idea is to conserve. So now you guys are essentially letting them loose for yeah, them to letting, go God yeah. knows where. And letting cows onto the land that are going to eat the grass that the animals are supposed to eat that live there. And disrupting the balance right. of nature. Once again. again. Oh, man. Gotta love it. So, uh, you know, yeah, more hate, though. <laughs> you know, the Golden Globes was this weekend, uh, whenever it was. I mean, Sunday night, right? And um, huh? Quinn Tarantino, man. Yo, he just, like, he just he keeps tripping down. over it himself. Was, it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was lit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that goes without saying. It was a lituation. But he said that, um, you know, a, a composer that I greatly admire, you know, and I was so happy he won. And, and then this motherfucker goes up here. Mm-hmm. And says that he. Uh, well, I thought he said that that the music, the music composer, is in the ghetto of movie. What I, yeah. know, what, what I know what he was I, trying I, to get across. Yeah, yeah. that people to, don't pay enough attention. Like people yeah. don't pay enough but attention. You don't say ghetto to John Williams. You know, you don't say ghetto. what he like, did for Star Wars. Yes. Or, yes. I, I, actually, I would say that he's probably the only one. You think about it, yeah, John Williams. John that's Williams. It, right. Everybody knows Superman. Yeah. Right. They know Indiana Jones. E.T. They know Star even, Wars. Yeah, Jaws. So they, they know those things. Yeah. Aside from him, like you might get somebody that knows Hans Zimmer. Yep. And then um the guy who. But that's I but that's even Zimmer. but that's even so, more so of a movie buff. Yeah. I, I just want to say, in keeping in spirit, I actually saw Ennio Morricone perform at Radio Ooh, City Ooh, Music Hall in 2007. Ooh, it was really cool. dope. It that's was cool. incredible. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, D- Elfman, Danny Elfman. That's yeah. the yeah. Yep, Elfman. Yep, that is yeah. yeah. But you just don't say ghetto, Quentin. Yeah. But right. see, I didn't even understand what he was trying to get at until I read the the words on paper. Right. Because even him saying it, like even if I rewind it and watch him say it, I was just like, he's still saying ghetto. Like, yeah. what's your point? I got what he was saying, but it was like, bro, but you could have chosen another know, word. I don't know if I'm necessarily. It was put it this way: it was in poor taste. Yes, but I mean. Us as people of color, we equate it to our ghetto. But right. Were, I mean, you know the word has been around. But, right. but, but there were also Jewish ghettos. Right. There were Mexican ghettos. Right. And they were all referred You're to right. by white people as ghettos. ghettos. But yes. as a conversation Ben Amin and, so and more I, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. As a conversation Ben Amin and I had on the subway, Quentin wants to be black. Yes. Desperately. There's an obsession. Yes, I don't I don't think that it was a racially motivated comment. No. no. I think he's just speaking in a way that he... I think Quentin don't want to be black. I think Quentin pretty much thinks he is. Like you know, he don't. He don't. He he's forgets. Rachel Dolezal yeah, he, of directors. And not, and not like not like that where he's like going out and you know he just forgets. Yeah, he's doing it without dude. the work. She yeah. put in work. No, he, he's put not in work. actually. No, this man put in work. He made friends with RZA. Right. They, and there we go. I was oh, wondering. Oh, RZA, I, I yeah. knew there was somebody that we were about to forget from this segment I mean, today. Oh. Oh, oh my did God. You, did you hear? I saw it briefly. I, I had to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. It's funny because I had just seen him the day before. We chopped it up very briefly. Then I saw this thing. Uh, what was the word he used? He said, uh, black men need to... Um, it, was yeah. like, it was like a half of a made-up word. Um, I'm going to bring up his tweet. Keep going. Oh, yeah. But it, basically, I'm not sure the word. Tatiana's finding the tweet. But he said that, you know, black men need to... You know, st- stop wearing hoodies. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe throw on a business suit. <laughs> the only you know? thing that was funny to me about it was the word he used at the end. It was like he meant to say like stereotype or something, but he said Is it like stenotype or, or, you know, or yeah, or like, <laughs> he said no, it was studio type. Oh, studio type. All right, I got it right here. Yeah. All right, Rizza says, how can a how can a original black man be a coon and sell out? You you best look deep into my words <laughs> and make an assessment. Do you think pork is still healthy? Next tweet. I don't expect agreement with everything I say. I speak honestly from my own perspective and evaluation from a space-time experience. I would never condone police brutality in any form, injustice, or oppression. 
Um, knowledge of self means studying of self to improve self. <coughs> okay. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Enough Rizza badging for the day. Add a button-up shirt to your wardrobe. You know what? To be honest, this is one thing that my mother always instilled in us without ever even actually having to say it to us. But um, one of the things... My mother was an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Grammar, vocabulary, that's that's her thing. She was an educator. Yes. Um, one of the things that she always... Indirectly, I should say, instilled in us without ever actually having to... I think me and her had this conversation once when I got a bit older. Mm. Was, when you with your friends... Talk however you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but know when you have to turn the switch on. Yes. And when you have to turn it off. And I kind of liken that almost to a certain degree to what Rizzo is saying, but he's taking it a step further and also talking about appearance. And to be honest, I get it. Like, I don't think that that was the right answer to the question he was asked in that forum, um, given yeah. the climate and what the discussion was about. And yeah. I didn't even read the last tweet. But, uh-oh. But, Yes, you should add a couple button-ups to your wardrobe. Yes, get some pants that do fit. You yeah. know, like, um, I, I one of the things that I kind of pride myself is, like I said, my mother, you know, my, my, actually the reason my, me and my mother had that conversation is because she was proud of the fact that she never had to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember her, her exact words almost verbatim were, you know, I see you when you're with your friends and you're like, yo, man, word. And then I see you, you know, when you're in the... <laughs> yo, man, yeah, word. Yeah, 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 man, word, word, word. <laughs> I don't, sidebar, I'll never forget, the, my mother, like I said, she was a high school teacher. The first time she, the, the first time she realized that the kids were saying word, but it wasn't word, <laughs> right, yeah, word, yeah, word, yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. I heard on the phone with one of her uh, co-workers, <laughs> one of her friends, a co- another teacher, and I was like doing something in, in the uh, in the dining room, and she's in the kitchen. And she's like, and Alma, what is this word? <laughs> the kids walking, say, your hair looks word. Well, this is word. And, I, and then she's like, Justin, do you know what word is? And I'm like, word. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was a kid and my, we were at the, my, me and my best friend were at this speech. You know, you know, there's like some like a high school, middle school graduation, I think it was, middle school or something. Some girl gave a speech and it was a really dope speech. And we walked out of there and my boy's like, man, I missed the perfect chance to say word. I feel like I, I, I agree with, with the core of his sentiment. Right. You know, like, and it's not even about switching up or selling out for the man or whatever you want to call it. It's about knowing how to get where you got to get to. Yeah. And that's in society. life in general. And like, I'm going to tell you, in yeah. life, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't, it can't always be Tim's and Jeans sagging. It doesn't always have to be nut huggers and penny loafers. Right. From that perspective, it makes total sense. I right. feel you. But then at the end, he said, of course, black lives matter, dot, 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 all lives matter. Oh, that's it. I, I stayed out of that one. Yeah. Wait, I'm, did he specifically say something about a hoodie? Because that's yeah. charged yeah. because I, of the whole yeah, because of Trayvon. Trayvon. Yeah. And that's what, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't the smartest way Right. To and the other it. problem is RZA, like, bruh, let's right. not pull up the Enter the Wu-Tang, Enter the 30, 36 Chambers right. album cover. Everyone's Everyone in hoodies. Everyone got a hoodie. Right. Like, right. I understand you were, you know, but that's the image you made cool. You right. made it like, yo, this is how you, you know, I remember our first love. But do you think that he were... should be charged for that 20 years later? No, no. I, I will agree there. I will say no, he shouldn't. But like we said, it's very a charged thing right now. So you got to Specifically, specifically. The hoodie. The hoodie thing. And, and I, I black men get shot no matter what they're wearing. That's another fact of life. Right. So it's like you can't put it on the oppressor to treat you better because you got a suit on now. It's like, right. that's not going to happen. What does Jay say? Even though you drive a Benji, you t- you're still a, in a coupe. Yeah, oh, no, 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 I'll tell you. Yeah. Right, so, yo, gr- 
So I just moved to <laughs> a place that, that has become that that is in in is, is a bit more affluent. It's not a super rich city, but it's yes. affluent. Mm-hmm. If you own any real property, you have to have a little bit of money now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always like that, but it is now. Most of the people who were there originally, of course, mostly people of color, have now been pushed out. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, this cop. I mean, <laughs> this just the other day. <laughs> just went grocery shopping. Let it out. No, I went to BJ's. I didn't even go went to BJ's warehouse. I said, hey, let, me, let me try this BJ's thing out. Went and got a little membership card. Nice. I'm like, oh, you can get like, like, this like organic this, ground beef for oh, two dollars so a pound. It's like the Whole Foods of Costco. But it's like, like the ten pounds of, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you got you to buy like ten pounds right. of it. But it's like, you know, it's like it's. It, but then they also have the gadgets. They had the iPad section. Mm-hmm. They got the TV section. It's you know, it was, it was nice. It's yeah. nice. So I went and stocked up. Came home. About to park the car, and I just stopped for like literally two or three seconds. And I have a nice car. It's a Tesla. Woo! Very nice car. It's it's nice. Dude pull, <laughs> pulls right up. Where are you trying to go? It's like home. I'm hungry. <laughs> this five zero. Yeah. No, no. I got some organic beef. I'm about to make the right. Yeah, I just, I just bought <laughs> you gotta get this in the freezer. <laughs> I was just at BJ's. Could you imagine that conversation? Well, I was just at BJ's wholesale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying, and then you know, it was like. I'm parking. Like I live here. This is my house. house. You see this whole building? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's my house. Yeah. You know, I went and parked, but it's like, and then it was the time where like when I first moved there, nobody could figure out what the deal was or who I was mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just met my neighbor, a couple of my neighbors, like my next door neighbors. Um, it's one building, but they all live in that one building. They've been yeah. they've been in the neighborhood for years. Oh. So you know how that goes. Grandma lives on this floor. Cousin lives on this floor. Whatever. So. I've been talking to a couple of them. They're all super nice people. I got the best neighbors in the world. So I go to uh, a store up the block, coming back. They don't see me coming back. And one of the older family members is out talking to this uh, old white lady who's like 90 years old who's been there forever. And uh, I hear my neighbor talking. He's like, yeah, I don't know what he, you know, I don't know what he does. He seems to be a very nice guy. He's kind of quiet. Uh-huh. You know, I, I wonder what he does, you know. Uh-huh. Um the house wasn't cheap. He was totally, you know, there was nothing wrong with that. But then she was like, oh, is he colored? I heard he's colored. Oh, shit. So I'm like, oh. yes, actually, I am colored. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend were both very colored. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit more brown. She's a little bit more olive. You know, and, he didn't, and she didn't really even get what she was wrong. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. And then she's like, well, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, it's very quiet here. We like it that way. <laughs> we know how you colored people like to do. Damn, I'm like, Yo. like I know when Blaze be in the building, like, base. How long can you go? <laughs> you know, and like, or just the one dude who I, I forget how another uh, random person in the neighborhood that I met, and we're, and I told him the building that I bought, and the address, and he's like, no. Uh, he's like, oh, you mean Jackson? Now Jackson in this street—that's like the hood, the one hood block that's left. Oh, okay. Like there's, there's, the remnants of the projects are still there. Most of the people aren't there anymore, but the remnants of the projects are still. There. He's like, mm-hmm. no, no, not Jackson. No, no, this no. street. Yeah, your he's street. Like, he's like, it couldn't have been that. He, I'm like, yeah. So that's a whole building. I said, yeah, I bought it. The building with the trees yeah, and know, the grass. Yeah, the <laughs> nice one. The one you always look at when you drive by. Yeah, the one that looks like the, the, the one that looks like in a, the one that looks like it might be a small apartment building, but it's not. It's my entire house. I was so, you know, and I'm not. I can do this for like every couple of months. I get that wake up call. 
Oh, I yeah. just can't believe. I understand them pulling up. That, well, I understand. I don't condone it, but I understand. Right. Them pull, but you already parked or about to park. Yeah. <laughs> like, hop in the trunk to get the groceries from BJ's. <laughs> right. I'm trying to get my 10, ground, 10 pounds of organic beef but out. Like, you know, like a 50-pound bottle of ketchup. Yeah. Like, like, where am I going with this? Like, organic ketchup. The last one, because yeah. this one had me so burnt up this morning. I know I'm way off topic right now. <laughs> but, like... All right, so yesterday, I wake, I wake up yesterday, um, had to handle a couple things. Um, on my lower level, I, I left that one unit as a tenant unit. So um, I go to get something from both of my cars, right? So I look out the window, and there's these three older white women congregated in the front, mm -hmm. using basically using the stoop as a Starbucks, Oh, yeah. oh, sitting there chilling, drinking. Yeah, drinking coffee, having having a cigarette break. Okay, in front of your house. Oh my, oh my property. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm looking out the window, like, yo. So I go outside, right? Come down the steps. They say nothing. They're just com com having a conversation. I'm like, okay. So I realized I had I was I was looking for something, and I wasn't sure which car it was in, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm. Now, like I said, I have a BMW and a Tesla. Both fairly nice cars. I'm, I'm, and I'm bringing that up for a reason that I'll get to in a second. Mm -hmm. go, to one car, go to one car. It's not there. Go to the other car. It's not there. Then I remember there was an issue with uh, the downstairs, um, um, the, the apartment that I have on a downstairs level, and I'm about to have the uh, uh, my contractor come do some work on it. So I go down to that level. Then I come, UPS brings me some packages. I bring packages to the downstairs level and the upstairs level. They're still down there drinking their coffees and smoking. Now, at a certain point, it's like, when do you realize this is my house? Like, but at what point do you just stand in front of a random building, an but, apartment, and be like, oh, this is cool to stand right, here? Right, but was, my thing was... They no, they're sitting on the stoop. Even, even right. worse. Yeah, and, no, it and is my worse. Thing is, <laughs> and my thing is, is it's like... What do you think I am? The super that can happen to afford a fucking Tesla? Part of my language. <laughs> like, no, I'm not delivering packages. This is my house. And then they're just and they're just acting like they don't see me. Mm. And I just had to kind of just. I was like, did you say something? I, well, eventually I had to. I'm like, excuse me, you know, I don't even mind you guys. I'm um, hanging out here, but my this ledge is not for Starbucks. This is. Uh, also, if they're leaving cigarette butts and shit on your property, right. that's I don't like that. Yeah. And it was like, yo, they probably just thought I was this was an apartment building and I was just some tenant. Yeah. You know or, what I'm Or the like, super. Right. And I'm, but I'm like, the, the super. And that was my thing. I said, maybe they thought I was a super. But these are clearly my fucking cars. <laughs> <laughs> and they're nice. These are nice apartments. Maybe you're a paid super. But I'm like, am I, am I, maybe I'm just a rich super. I don't know. Anyway, I'm that's, no that's a TV signs. show right there, the rich super. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they were just like, oh, oh yeah, cool, yeah, okay. And I'm like, just like, what the fuck? They start treating them like they treat us. We were standing outside somebody's house, sitting on days. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, like, what if this was your house? And it was a black dude just out there sparking the L and, and drinking and drinking some old English. But see, the problem is if you call the cops, they're gonna come in and arrest you. That's happening to me. <laughs> I know that. I know. No, I'm dead serious. I know. Did I, did I, I told you? Did I tell you the story last time when I got kidnapped by the cab? Nah. Yes. <laughs> he called my ex. But she called nine one one for me because I had one bar of battery left. A police chase up First Avenue. Mm. Red lights and everything. There's a barricade. I'm thinking, all right, I'm good. No, they pull me out. Oh, <laughs> oh, they oh, let so, him go. Oh wait, the cab had kidnapped you. Yes, no, straight up. 
Why? Right, and the police were chasing the cab. Y'all, really, this, this is a story. I mean, we've I've already gone was way you far sitting, on topic. It don't even matter. <laughs> I understand, but was you sitting in the passenger seat? Was you I was in, in the, the back. back. It was a yellow cab. Oh. And the cab was trying to kidnap you because you're just Blaze? No. <laughs> yo, yo, I got these rhymes, son. Right. <laughs> I'm going to give you the shortest version. Some, some misery shit? Yeah. I'm going to give you the shortest version of this story possible that we got to get back to. You got to produce my bro. shit. <laughs> I got this hammer. <laughs> so it's Sunday morning. Um, seven o'clock. I hadn't been home for two days. I've been at the studio. I've been at Baseline. Okay. Now, especially around this time when we when Baseline was like a factory, and we were working nonstop, I had a very specific routine about everything. The times that I came and went, the uh, what I ate, and even the directions that I gave cab drivers. My routine every day was, "Hey, how you doing? Twenty six, uh, twenty corner, twenty six and six, um, left hand side, far corner." Uh, that was just my routine. I every miss day. that place. You know, like. <laughs> It was engraved in me, ingrained in me, rather. Mm-hmm. So I get in the cab. So I go home Sunday morning around 7 a.m., take a shower, go get my little breakfast sandwich, walk back down to, uh, to Water Street to where all the cabs line up, got mm-hmm. in the cab. Hey, 26, uh, 26 and 6, left-hand side, far corner. He's like, okay. He drives up. He pulls over on 26 and 6, right-hand side, near corner. So I'm like, hey, actually, I had said far corner, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal, whatever. He's like, no, you didn't. You told me this. I said, no, but I don't want to argue about it. It's literally yeah. just walking across the street. It's fine. You know? So I had a $10 bill in my inside jacket pocket. So when I went, went like this to get it out, I accidentally ripped the 20. And it was the only 20 that I had. I didn't have cash. And for whatever reason, I didn't have my ATM on me. I think my manager was going to come bring me later that day. I didn't have anything on me. That 20 was all I had. Damn. But it was enough just to get a cab back. He should have. He could have took that. So, so he refused to take the money. He could have put a tape. And I'm like, you know, then it turns into a thing. He's like, you're gonna give me another money. I said, I don't have another I, money. I don't another have another money. <laughs> I said, I don't have another money. Word. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have another money. Um. So, we're going back and forth. So then I'm like, at this point, I want my change. I'm not, I, normally I don't let the cab keep the change. I'm like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want my change. <laughs> what if he gave me the other half of the 20? Like, <laughs> so, so he go, I'm like, yo, listen, there's a deli right right across the street. I know those guys, they have tape. They can tape yeah. the Yeah, once they you can, tape it up, it's good. Right. It's so, good. So he comes back. He's like, uh, they don't have tape. I'm like, dude, they, I, I, I watch them tape sandwiches all day. Yeah, what they, they taping it up with something. Right. So he, uh, he's going to the police. I said, all right. Yeah. So we went to the police precinct on 32nd, right by baseline. So he comes out, you know, with the tape, and he gives me, uh, he, he taped the bill up, and he gave, gave me change. So I said, all right, now we got to go to 26 and 6. Because <laughs> oh, I wasn't getting out or walking. Yeah. It's Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, it's cold. It was just during the winter time. He's like, the police said they want to see you inside right now. I said, what? He said, the police are looking for you. I said, the police are <laughs> looking, looking for me. They be outside. They be outside. Right. They've already be here. Be. Right. They would have been here before you were. Right. He's like, not a police. They said they want to see you inside right now. I said, so you want me to go walk into a police station and say, Willingly. hey, somebody's looking for me? Really? <laughs> 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 some police officers that, that looking for me. That's going to go yeah. for real well. Yeah. You <laughs> asked for me? Yeah. I heard the police were looking for me. I just came. I feel like come and drop in. <laughs> like, so, no. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm not getting out the car. We I paid to go to 26 and 6. We are now on 32nd and 8th. I'm going to say, this is all out the way. Right. Like, 
And he's like, oh, yeah, check this out. Locks the doors. This is right when Bone Collector had just come out. Never stand? No, no, Bone Collector. Bone Collector. Oh, I thought, when, when I, it, I'm thinking Bone Crusher. Not bone <laughs> no, Bone Collector, where, where, the kid, where the cab driver was kidnapping yeah, everybody. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah? Locks the doors, jams on the brakes, speeds um, down with the 31st, goes all the way down to, uh, I think it was 3rd Avenue. I think it was 3rd Avenue. Yeah, 3rd or 1st. And, and just is flooring it, running through red lights. I'm like, Yo, and, this, and this was to punish you, right? I'm like, what, what is it? But I don't know where, you, where are you going? Where are you taking me? me? Because we're past 26th Street now. We're in 30th Street, 34th. So I call, I call um, my girlfriend at the time. I said, "Wake up!" So I'm being kidnapped <laughs> by a cab. <laughs> She's like, "What?" So I'm being kidnapped by a cab. So I only have like a half of a bar of uh, of battery left. Please call 911. I don't want to be on the phone with 911 and then the call drop. Uh, this is before 911 could trace mm-hmm. cellular signals. I'm like, please just call 911. So she calls right away. I call 911. She calls, puts me on three way. I'm being kidnapped by a cab. <laughs> Speeding up Third Avenue. And then we're now on 42nd Street. Now on 40. She said, sir, 911 is not for jokes. I said, I'm not joking. I've been kidnapped by a cab. The doors are locked, the windows are rolled up, and I can't go anywhere. He's speeding up, cackling, laughing. Like he's cackling. Where, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know where he's taking me. So, she's like, okay, sir, we'll, we'll get somebody. I'm sorry. She's like, she apologized. She's like, we'll get somebody on it right away. So, we get up to about 70th Street, and now there's police chasing, and there's a barricade up, up ahead. So I'm thinking, I'm good. Police come. They up. They they pull up behind us. He stops at the barricade. The guys who were at the barricade come over first. They're like, what's going on? What's the problem? And then the police that were chasing us pull up behind us, and they get out. And they're trying to talk to the other police officers because they see that the police officers are questioning the driver. The guy that had the guys that pulled over were trying to tell the police officers that were already questioning the passenger is the one who called. I guess the guy who was presiding, uh, who was already questioning, mm-hmm. uh, outranked him. He was like a lieutenant or something. He's like, you back down. This is not even your jurisdiction. Oh, shit. I got this. Made me get out the cab, patted me down, took all my information. <laughs> Might as well have gone in the station. Right. right. And, and I'm telling him, like, yo, I'm the one who called 911. He's like, yeah, all right, right. They right, can verify <laughs> that very right. easily. So then they let the cab driver go. And then the lieutenant goes over to the other officer. So, like, so what, what's your, like, you know, what what what'd you hear? You got your, your dispatch got the yeah. call. He's like, yeah, the passenger called. You just let the guy who tried to kidnap him go. And you're up on like 80th Street <laughs> at like 8:30 in the morning, you know, with a thin jacket. Yeah, right. wow. And all I wanted to do was go to baseline and go back to work. So I'm talking to the cab driver. And I guess, like, the key thing is I had no more money. So the other lieutenant is just embarrassed. He's like, hey, call this number, make a complaint. Mm-hmm. Like the 212 NYC yeah, taxi number, or whatever. So the other police officer felt bad. And he was like, I'm like, you know, he was like, where were you going? I said, I was just going to work. He said, but I would offer you a ride, but I don't think you want to ride back downtown. And, you know, in a cop car. In the, in the cruiser. Yeah. You know, because it's me and my partner. You'd have to go in the back. And I'm like, no, I would not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like I said, I had, I had no other cash on me. So he, um, he just, he, he actually gave me a 20. He was like, you just catch yourself another cab. He's like, this is the real number you could call if you want to actually take some action. Like, I have the, that guy's information. Yeah. Call this number and we'll take care of it. When did this escapade happen? Wait, the cop really gave you twenty bucks? Yeah, this wow. Had, this had the one have, that the one that knew that you were the passenger, right? Yes. Right. This had to have been, I would say, ninety eight, maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. Whatever the bone collector came out, whatever year that was, it was wow. like ninety eight, ninety nine ish. Wow. 
These oh. stories. Yeah, every time Just Blaze comes through, we are guaranteed action-packed stories yeah, and adventures. Yes. <laughs> there are many of those. I mean, that comes with just living in a city for so long. I feel like in keeping the odd hours that I do, you're bound to come across yeah time. craziness most definitely yeah. so you got crazy taxi in the distance somewhere like he's still operating right now no, he's out there somewhere <laughs> watching waiting wow I should do a podcast just money. based on my stories and cabs we might yeah. have to get into that one in a oh second alright uh, well, let's take a quick break yeah. right here Jesus Lord. and we're gonna be right back with <laughs> more I just messed up y'all whole program I'm sorry <laughs> Hi, this is Reagan Gomez, and when I'm not doing my laundry, I am listening to the Fan Bros Show. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I know you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show, but it is time for this super special interview right here. Joining us in the spaceship are John Jennings and Jason Rodriguez, the editors, creators, you know, the masterminds behind the recent collection Artists Against Police Brutality, a.k.a. APB, and also, you know, some of the minds behind the upcoming Black Comics Expo. Welcome to the spaceship. Welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. You know, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us tonight on Fan Bros Show. And you know, we got some questions for you. This is an interview and all that. We got to find out what's going on with y'all. What's going on in the world of the Black Comics Expo, the APB book, all that good stuff. So, awesome. you know, first up, I just got to know, yo, as the creators of the Black Comics Expo and APB, how did it come to you two are the shepherds of the blacker than blacker and browner than brown movement in comics? <laughs> Wait, I gotta. I'm gonna back this one up first. <laughs> so there's a there's a third guy behind APB, yes. and that's Bill Campbell. Okay. Bill Campbell is the publisher, and he's the guy who got us both started on this book. Nice. Now John is the guy who's doing all the black the black comics expo stuff. So I'm yep. gonna let him talk a little bit about that. But <laughs> but you are both in the blacker and blacker and browner and brown movement right now. <laughs> Y'all are deep in it. <laughs> up to our up to our elbows. Yes. Um, yeah, so so you, your question was how how did I end up working? Yeah, how did it come to be? Uh, let's see. So a few years ago, I guess be, this is our fourth annual um, uh, Black Comic Book Festival that we are doing at the Schomburg and the second annual Black Comic Arts Festival, which is jumping off in San Francisco. They both happen on the same weekend. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, so... Um, what happened was uh, it was basically like a kind of an accident to a certain degree. Um, so the, the, the festival was founded by myself, Deirdre Holman, who is director of uh, education and the, um, she's over the exhibition galleries at the Schomburg, and Jonathan Gales, who is a professor of uh, anthropology at uh, Georgia State University. And he also created this documentary called White Scripts, Black Superman, which looks at like black masculinity and superheroes. And so he also is a co-founder and Jerry Craft, of course, um, who created Black Comic Book Day. So what happened was we had several things that were uh, that were talking about images of, um, you know, blackness in comics. And so we just decided to put our resources together and we founded a festival. And um, and it's been really successful and uh, right now I think probably is the largest one of its kind uh, in the country if I, as far as I could tell. And then, um, and then last year um, I was out in San Francisco and I met Aaron Grizel and um, 
he is the CEO of the MLK Foundation. And mm. so we started talking about, um, you know, black comics and stuff as well. And so they do a massive um, MLK celebration uh, in San Francisco at Yerba Buena. So uh, people come out, they do a march, you know, like a commemorative march, and they go to all these festivals. So the Black Comics Art Festival became one of the newer festivals that they do. So um, the Schomburg piece happens on that Saturday, and then, you know, Sunday and Monday are the... Uh, the other one on the other, other coast. So basically what I do is, this is what I did last year, is in the middle of the one in, at the Schomburg, I jump on a plane and I fly out west and I, you know, do both. Baller. So it's pretty crazy. So, <laughs> so that's kind of like how I started. That's just a truncated, um, you know, origin story. But that's where we are. And it's pretty amazing. They're like uh, screenings, they're, you know, panels, um, lots of vendors, uh, mostly families and, and uh, teachers come through. It's pretty amazing, actually. Mm. Seriously. I'm really proud of those. Uh, it's just a lot of work. That's why I was late, actually. <laughs> so right. Yeah, anyone listening to this, actually, who's in the New York area or San Francisco area should definitely go and check it out. It's free, right? That's to totally free. Yeah, it's free. Totally. And uh, it's, I, I mean, I've talked to people who've been there who went last year. It's, it's really, you know, it, it's right. definitely going to be really lit. Yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely interested in the orange story. Like, this isn't Spider-Man. Like, we want to hear what you guys have <laughs> are coming from. Like, and speaking of where you guys are coming from, like, just so you understand what Fanbros is coming from, we're the voice of the urban geek, you know, with the multicultural maestros. I think that's new for 2016. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that one, too. Um, <laughs> How come we not at the Black Comics Expo well, we holding are. it down? Yeah, we're going, right? We're going, right? Yeah. Well, how come DJ Manamini ain't rocking the house right now? Oh, how come, well. you know, Chico Leo's been hosting a panel? <laughs> Well, I, 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 th I thought we were just going like like as fans, like everyone else. Well, we are going as fans, but um, so what you know uh, for the fans and the people who are interested, what's the aim of the Black Comics Expo? Okay, so basically one of the main aims is to just celebrate, you know, the um, multicultural nature of as you. It makes it a similar aim to what you do with your, you know. With the podcast, with your, yeah. Your, yeah, with the whole multicultural maestro mm -hmm. uh, piece, right, is to look at uh, um, just the diversity in, in geek culture, yeah. right, primarily comics. And so to celebrate the independent comics uh, creators who just happen to be African-American for this particular one, right? Right. A lot of people don't realize that there's been a, a strong, like, independent underground um, black comics uh, culture, the black age of comics that's been around since like the mid nineties, you know, and there, and this is only, um, this is a relatively new con. I mean, for instance, the East coast black age of comics convention has been around for like, I think what, 12 years now, something like that. I forgot which one we went to, but it was, uh, it's been around for over a decade. And then, of course, there's uh, the, the black age of comics convention that started in Chicago. Um, there's Onyx con in Atlanta, uh, the Kids Comic Con that Alex Simmons started. Um, there's also uh, two in Detroit now. Uh, there's MechaCon and the Motor City Black Age of Comics. So there's becoming like a network of these kinds where people of color can go to, you know, congregate and, and uh, sell their wares and, and share information. So it's just like any other con. And it's cosplay and everything, you know, screenings and all no, that's what's stuff. up. Yeah. So what do you see for the future of diversity in comics? Like what, you know, is this like trend? Because lately there's been even like amongst the bigger publishers, there's been a more of a reach out for like diversity. There's been a lot of comics that, you know, just feature characters of color and more women, et cetera. You know, just all kind of things. Do you see this growing in the mainstream or do you think it's going to reach a peak and just kind of fall off? 
Um, you know, it's hard to say, but the thing is, with the mainstream, it's always a trend, right? I mean, if diversity doesn't stop selling, then they start, I think they stop being diverse. That's just the nature of the beast, you know, but I, I think like the, uh, the more uh, diverse work is from the independents, you know. Um, I like what's, what some of the stuff that's been going on with Marvel and DC recently, but, mm -hmm. you know, they're not comic book companies, though. They're just a, they're a strand of a multinational giant, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing, it's like... In, in reality, like Marvel could totally stop making comic books and it wouldn't, it would just be a tax write off. You know, that's how big the company is. Yeah, no, they're just idea factories for the movies. Exactly, exactly. They're IP factories, exactly. So it's like, you know, um, so it's, I think, you know, if people dig them and people are buying them, then there's extra money. But um, I really am focused more so on spaces like Rosarium and, um, and other publishers like Fulcrum and some other spaces that are in a, a small beer press, you know, people who are doing like these really interesting, smart books about, you know, a truly diverse space, right? So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm into because a lot of people don't realize like how few of the editors and writers are of color for, for like these major spaces, right? So that's mm -hmm. actually where a lot of the power is, like the people who are actually pushing the buttons and publishing these books. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome to see, you know, Ta-Nehisi Coates riding the Black Panther. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Right. And then also uh, it's great, like a book like uh, Power Man Iron Fist with our friend David Walker and Sanford Green. It's mm. wonderful. You know, so I guess like as long as we can ride that wave, you know, why not? But um, I think that we should invest in our own stories personally. Well, so who are, who are some of the voices and what are some of the titles that, that you're talking about in the indie world? Because, yeah, we, we talk about the Marvel hip-hop covers mm. and, you know, Luke Cage and, and, and Power Man and Iron Fist and Black Panther and all that. But but th there's a lot out there that, that people don't know about. And mm -hmm. um, if people can't make it to the Black Comics Festival this weekend, like, what, what should they be looking for or looking out for? Oh, man. Oh, shoot. Like, well, of course, like, what's really excellent about this weekend is... Um, the Return of Brother Man. Wow. Yeah, um, Dawood Anyabwile, Brian uh, McGee, and uh, Guy Sims' uh, return to making comics. So those are the, hold on, those are the original creators? Well, Brian McGee has actually been added on. Uh, he, he's not from the original team. He's the colorist for the book. This is a full-color graphic novel that they're launching this weekend. And actually. they'll be there on Saturday? Be there on Saturday. It should be on both coasts, actually. Wow, crazy. We're, honor, we're actually honoring Guy Sims at the... Uh, Schomburg. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I'm an original fan and, of the Brother Dawood, Man. Dawood and Brian actually did the uh, the, the um, image for the BCAF side. So we actually kind of bi-coastal celebration of Brother Man. Uh, there's also the return of Blackjack by Alex Simmons, uh, which is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that character, but he's kind of like, uh, um, you know, like a, almost, I I would like them to like a Black Doc Savage, you know, for 1930s. Okay. So a really wonderful adventure comic by uh, Alex Simmons and Tim Fielder, uh, who also has a great property called Maddie's Rocket, which is kind of like a retro, uh, retro futuristic uh, uh, historical fiction piece about a um, this black female astronaut named Maddie. It's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, stuff like Ajala, uh, which is a, a black female... Uh, Teenage superhero by uh, in, in Stephen Harris and Robert Garrett. Yes. Yeah, big yeah, shout so out to Stephen yeah, no, Harris. We, yeah, yeah, Steve's a friend of the show. We Definitely. we know Steve. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a great book, man. Um, let's see, it's stuff like uh, uh, Eating Vampires by uh, Regine Sawyer's company. Oh. Uh, our productions. Yeah, she she's a publisher and writer, right? And you know, a black woman, and she also is the creator of Women in Comics. No. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's a really great uh, opportunity, I think, for you to see like a lot of really cool stuff. Who else? Um, David Walker is going to be there, but also Tony Perrier, uh, the uh, our writer and artist and um, co-creator with his wife Eric Alexander. Yeah, of, uh, Concrete, Park. Concrete Park. Yeah, another yep. friends of the show. We um, they were definitely on a couple of times on the show, and um, you know we love that book. We love. Yeah, that. amazing, man. I yeah. Love yeah, so so that's just a, a sliver of some of the uh, some of the talents that's going to be there. People like Eric Battle is going to be there, you know. Oh like, yes, sure. yeah, I love Eric. You know, he's a he's a wonderful artist and, a, and a, um, just a great talent. So yeah, it's it's an opportunity to kind of roll in there and see like some of these new and um, truly diverse uh, characters and uh, and creators in the space. Well, let's talk about the Artists Against Brutal- uh, Police Brutality book, because mm-hmm. well, the con- general consensus is that it's amazing. At the same time, it's, it could be very disturbing. So mm-hmm. we're the, just to go into the genesis of it, how what was the idea behind it? Like, was it just because of everything that's been going on recently or was it kind of just a culmination of this is something that we need to cover in art form? Uh, I'll, I'll take this one a little bit, sure. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, this was kind of, uh, I mean, it was the Eric Garner decision for the most part, the okay. lack of the decision to indict that really got Bill Campbell into making a book. That's not to say that, you know, we weren't all sitting around. Right, 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 right. But, but the, that, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But yeah, yeah. So he, um, I mean, the way it went is he caught, he, he called up, uh, John Jennings and said, Hey, I want to do a book. All you have is a title artist against police brutality, APB. Uh, John said he's in, they reached out to me. I was, working on a different book entirely and they were like hey do you guys want to do this APB book do you want to help because I've had experience I have experience pretty much what I do is edit comic anthologies so I was like yeah I'm definitely into it you know me and John both worked with Bill in the past um, so we sat around for about a good two weeks going over how we're going to do submissions what the book's going to feel like and all this and and I guess that initial sort of rush of just pure anger died down a little bit and we, we figured out a way to make it a more useful book about conversations and things like that and and that's sort of how it came about and you know we put out the call for submissions uh sometime in december and we were just completely overwhelmed with the response but in a matter of about nine months or so we managed to put together a book with what do we got john like 60 something creators it's like 61 uh, wow that's right something like that and and, and that's yeah yeah, i mean and there was i mean there was hundreds of people who wanted to be in it so like it was a kind of thing where it it definitely just took off more than we wanted to so yeah and um yeah it just goes to show you like the need for this type well how well the power of art and and different types of uh narrative discourses around these types of issues and as jason said i mean we were already as a nation i think suffering from you know these uh these issues and it just felt a little cathartic to 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 help uh provide a space where people could talk about the issues you know and um one thing i really love about the volume is that it's not just us being angry there are some uh really great pieces in there about like possible solutions and 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 looking at the uh, the problems from um from a systemic issue and not just from like these oh if we if you take care of this bad cop then we're going to fix the whole system you know and um i don't know i'm really proud of it. proud of it i think uh you know, I was really proud to work with Jason and Bill on it, too. It was it was a great experience. Did you guys base, uh, or I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, because there's a long history of comics trying to address um, issues. Like, I'm thinking of, like, when the X-Men went to, uh, was it Ethiopia, when, when mm-hmm. there was a famine? Or th- there's been various examples of, you know, after 9-11, I think they did, 
you know, um, Marvel, uh, maybe both both companies did stuff. How, do you can you point to something in the past um, where social issues, like a, a specific volume, you know, something that might have influenced you guys, or something that 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 uh, you know did work? Not 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 that it solved any of the social issues, but you know, I I, I mean, the X Men going to Ethiopia is not one of the more memorable X Men stories. So what I'm saying is, are there <laughs> are there more are there are there previous things that that uh, you know, um, you guys looked at as as positive, um, you know, um, not influences, but like, oh, hey, that was a comic that that did address a, a social yeah. ill in a positive way. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> it is. I mean, one uh, that pops. Yeah, one, one of the one of the first that pops in my head is the one that was kind of a collection of stories about Hurricane Katrina. Mm. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was called Right after the deluge, yeah. That, yeah, that was. I thought that was a really, you know, wasn't necessarily trying to um, raise money, or it was. It was. It was definitely like about a about a particular issue, you know, um, that I thought was very successful. By the way, the proceeds for uh, APB go uh, all of it goes to the Innocence Project. So that's another thing too. It truly is a, a charitable comic. No, they're uh, yeah, they're doing incredible work. I mean, every every week people are being exonerated. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, let me see. What else, Jason? <laughs> oh, man, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I wasn't trying to, no, you know. No, it's all good. It's all good. Because, like, the, th- the things that pop into my head is, like, uh, it- it's, you know, a lot of times when you get this, it's it's folks that are kind of like us in a way, right? Because I remember any time there's some sort of, especially when there's, like, an acute event, which not to say this is an acute event, but it started with the with the Garner thing, right? So in a way, it was kind of acute for us. But whenever there's a cute event, there's like always these creators who try to kind of come together and put together some sort of tribute book. So those are the ones that automatically pop into my head. And those are the ones that I didn't want to be like, because the thing with those, like there was like a 9-11 one people tried to put together and then Marvel did their their ridiculous 9-11 book, which was which was just insane. I remember someone tried to do one for Katrina that wasn't the After Deluge book. And and uh, uh, there was, um, oh man, there was there was one for, for one of the major tsunamis. And like the thing is, like it always has this feel to it of like these folks who maybe were getting, who maybe just wanted to, to more capitalize on a tragedy than anything else. Like, mm. like you knew they didn't have the structure in place or the talent in place. Oh, not to say I hate to say that, to really put together a book like yeah. of this size. Like normally the ones that work better are the ones that tend to deal with more systemic issues. Like, um, oh God, there was a. Uh, that one Kickstarter one, the, the big feminist butt one was pretty good. Like, you know, ones that tend to try to deal with social issues and, and take their time with it. Okay. Um, this yeah. is like a weird blend of the two where like the impetus to do this was like very, like I said, it was a very acute response to something that happened that was sort of piggybacked off of like three or four other major, major, major events. And it just got to the breaking point. Um, but at the same time, it's the kind of thing where you know, there were people already had stories about this stuff. You know, I think of um, uh, Croft's piece, uh, sorry, uh, Barbara Brandon Croft, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She had those two cartoons in there. And, and like one of the things that like we had to do and it was like part of the story is like almost like a like if you look close enough, you see it. And, and you know, there's, there's these two people talking about all these issues with like systemic police violence and all this other stuff and yada, yada. And, and the copyright on a thing is from 2000. Like, right. this is a piece she did, you know, 16 years ago. Exactly. So this isn't the kind of thing where it's it's sort of, 
like people got this call and all these folks who were like, oh, I want to be a comics artist respond to it. It's the kind of thing where we put out this call and all these comics artists who always wanted to say some shit about this responded to it. So right. it was like this weird blend between those two uh, type of books that it came together really quick. We have a benefit, like, you know, like a charity we're giving it, not a charity, but we have a, uh, you know, a 401C that we're giving it to. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was just something that people just really wanted a space to do their stories about this stuff. No, that's totally true. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've been, you know, reading through it, and some of my favorite pieces that I've read so far, I'm not sure the title of one, but it's basically, a, uh, I call it the Dear White People comic, because it's like a guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, The Problematic White Liberal, it's called. There it is, Problematic White Liberal, and it's a guy explaining. Perfect, yeah. perfect title. <laughs> Jesus. I really hate the word problematic, but, I, you know, it really <sighs> works right there. Um, you know, and it's like a patient explaining of the situation that, you know, white liberals and black people uh, find themselves in during situations when we're all trying to, you know, make points and make change. But then at the same time, there's um, pieces of art that have no words that are just as powerful. I mean, even more powerful to me, like the one of the unicorns chasing the police. Krista. Oh yeah, my goodness! Yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing. And then like, there's a one of like, I know it's Trayvon, Tamir Rice. I think Sandra Bland is in there, and they're all standing around like yeah. they're at a family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just these, you know, wordless pieces of art that just, you know, create so much emotion in you. So, how did you manage to put this all together and still maintain your sanity? <laughs> Who says we did? Ah, <laughs> this has to change you. you. Oh my god! Yes. Uh, so, um, so we, we had like three roles for the most part. Bill was in charge of essays. Um, I was in charge of the sort of open call for submission comics folks. And John was in charge of bringing in the folks like the Keith Knights and all those people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was also the one in charge of putting the book together. So I was the one who laid it out and all that. So to answer your question directly, it was almost impossible to stay sane while doing this. Uh, there was many reasons why. Uh, one of them, like you said, like some of the shit is just hard to get through, right? Like it's just, it's heavy. Yeah, I mean, like you, you, it's. I think I drank more editing this book than any other book I ever drank, and I tend to drink a lot while editing, you know, because it just kind of like makes the night like go a little bit smoother. At least. The other thing Cold 45. about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing about it though is the fact that we just kept getting fucking submissions, man. Like. It was the kind of thing where there'd be a news story in the news, you know, you'd have the McKinney pool party, right? And then, mm -hmm. you know, John would reach out. Uh, I guess Lalo put the piece online first, right? Lalo Alcaraz. That's right. That's right. And, I saw and then John I reached out and was like, we need this in this book. And then it gets to me, it's like, hey, this in this book, I'm like, I already put the book together. You can't just add a page. You got to add four pages at a time. But it's the kind of thing where it was also this like other stuff just kept coming in as we were doing it. Like three days before the book went to print. Um, Bill Campbell sent me a three-page essay and was like, hey, I want to get this one in too. And it was just, you know, this nonstop roll of just people wanting to tell stories that made it <laughs> even more difficult because every time I think I put it away, I got to take it out, repaginate the whole thing, like shuffle it around, redo the table of contents, do all this shit. Like, so it was like, it was, it was a really rough collection of months, to say the least, to put this thing together. Yeah. Are there plans for another? Always juggling a lot of projects. Like all of us are like really 
productive to a certain, I mean, writers, uh, publishers, you know, scholars. So we're doing traveling, we're, you know, doing, uh, just having our lives happen around us at the same time. So it's a, you know, the whole thing is, is, is nuts. I mean, but it's necessary, right? It's funny that you mentioned it too, because um, there's a panel dedicated to uh, comics and social justice, actually, at the Schomburg piece. And APB is going to be fe featured there um, and a couple of other graphic novels that deal with social issues in one way or another. Nice. Well, with the overflow of so much, so many submissions and so much work and it, and it being an ongoing issue, um, do, you, do you guys plan to do another volume or even do something monthly or is there a website or? Yeah. Uh, and we talked about it. John, you want to take it? You, you side first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it seems like to me, I think I want to. I, I would. I would rather put my energy into other narratives. Like I've already picked up a couple of projects that deal directly with police brutality, graphic novel story. You know, just mm. so yeah. So I'm all, to a certain degree, you know, going to carry on the work in different ways. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, because you're right. It is. It is a. It is a. Uh, obviously, an epidemic. Um, but there. Sh there probably should be a space. You know. Um, I think for uh, people to to continue, we do have a a Facebook page that we use for other, um, but it's kind of closed off. It's only for people. It's mostly for people who contribute to the uh, to the to the volume, where we just keep the uh, the fire burning, so to speak, and just keep vigilance. I, I've actually thought about opening it up, but I don't know. I mean, when, when you, I like the idea of it being like this community of people who are connected to this project, talking about these issues still, and um, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think, Jess? No, nah, I mean, I back it up. I mean, it's the kind of thing where there are folks who, like, would send us an email and be like, oh, can I get something in for the second book? And I'm like, it's just depressing enough to think about the fact there has to be a second book, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. And Absolutely. The second thing is, I think the first book kind of said what it had to say. Um, proceeds going to the Innocence Project. Like, you know, if, like, what other stories are there? Like, it's the same shit over and over again. Right. Right? So, I mean, it's not like, when you have a sequel to a book, you can make it bigger and better. It's just going to be fucking more depressing in a way. And, and that's, <laughs> you know, it's important to keep yeah. talking about the shit. But I think maybe more of a continuing online space would be much more beneficial than putting together another book. Yeah. yeah. We don't yeah. really want, like, a whole genre of, you yeah. know, artists against police, police brutality. A police brutality genre. Like, well, like, we, we already have the police brutality genre. It's yeah. called real life. So. Well, on a slightly happier note, uh, with, the, with the return of Milestone imminent coming, where, where do you put them when you were talking earlier about uh, indie voices versus, and I totally agree with what you were saying about uh, Marvel and DC, that they could stop publishing comics tomorrow and they it wouldn't even miss a beat. But where would you put Milestone in there? Or, or are they just sort of a unique? Hmm. You know, they, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they're they're extremely important and extremely unique. You know, the thing is, like, there's there's only one milestone. I mean, it was uh, it is still like a really powerful force. And then it, it it inspired a lot of people who are making uh, comics today. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to say. You know, I mean, we're talking about some amazingly legendary folk who are going to be working on these projects. So I'm curious to see um, what they have to say about all these issues. But one thing I love about Milestone is that even though it was a black-owned company, um, they were always about like you know multiculturalism in, in the comics medium. I mean, they had a. I mean, who, who, how many people have like a lead character that's a Korean man? You know, that is actually like a 
not the lead character in a, in a book. Like None. No, right? very, very or, few. Well, the thing is, too, they, they actually were some of the first people to deal with, like, you know, transgender characters. Thank and, you. And LGBTQI characters across the board. So these types of diversity issues that you're seeing, like, that have become, you know, uh, like you said, a trend, they, were, they, they started that. They, they, were, they were already dealing with those issues. I mean, look at, like, Donner and Blitzen, like, an openly lesbian uh, superhero couple, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, so, no, I was rereading, yeah, you know, like, Death Wish, you know, those Thank you. Characters. I was just yeah. about to bring up Death Wish. Yeah, all that stuff was already happening with Milestone. And so I'm curious to see what the next step is going to be. I'm excited, actually. For those who don't know, Death Wish featured a uh, police officer who was a pre-operative transsexual or mm-hmm. transgender police op, you know, officer. And it, I was rereading one Trans- of those transgender. I- transgender. I was rereading okay. one of those issues the other day, and it was blowing my mind because I'm like, yo, this is from like late '90s. That's right. That's yeah, right. I mean, I was really sitting there like, wow, these guys were just so far ahead of their time. They were. I mean, are, you know, so, so it's like, uh, yeah, so they, I think Milestone as a company and as a force has inspired a lot of people and, you know, shown different ways that you could do things uh, in the in the industry. Most uh, definitely. Yeah, I'm curious to see what drops. So nice. All right, guys, you have survived the interview segment. Oh, we're so awesome. Way, woo. All right. Please, All right. please let the fan bros know where to find you, where to find out more about the Black Comic Book Festival and everything Jeez. about this whole movement. Oh, man, that's a lot. You can find me on Twitter, uh, probably more readily at J.I. Jennings. Mm-hmm. And let me see if I can find the hashtag for, for this thing. So you know we're going to have ha- hashtags. Yeah. In the meantime, where can they find more about the Black Comic Books Festival? That's what I'm looking for right now, because there's a hashtag. If you go to New York Public Library uh, okay. uh, site and you just do a search for it, but there is a hashtag for the site for it, and I'm looking for it right now. Sorry. Well, the East, the East Coast one is is Saturday, January 16th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. There you go. And then there's also the West Coast one for our, our West Coast peeps. Yeah, it's January 17th and 18th. And so that's going to be at the San Francisco Public Library and the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. And um, I'm just trying to get the hashtags. People want hashtags these days, right? So, um, yeah, so it's uh, it's Black Comic Book Fest NYC. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Black Comic Book Fest NYC. Yeah, but it's the New York Public Library System. Uh, the Schomburg is part of the uh, in New York Public Library System. Um San Francisco Public Library is one of our partners for the uh, BCAF um, and also the uh, MLK NorCal, which is the North California MLK Foundation, is the co-founder of the BCAF. So there you go. And also, actually, Schomburg's having an exhibit on Afrofuturism, art and design. Yes, I co-curated that. All right, cool. So people should check that out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can check that out. It's actually the closing day is... uh, the, the day of the festival. So oh, that's it's, cool. It's been up since October, but it's called Unveiling Visions. That's one of the things that I was working on while we were working on APV that was driving me crazy. <laughs> there are Un- like uh, 87 artists in the show. Unveiling Visions, the alchemy of the black imagination. Yep. That's it. All right, cool. All right, well, thank you both for joining us. And we're going to take a quick break right here, Fan Bros, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros Show. 
My name is Jamie Brodnax from Black Girl Nerds, and when I'm not tweeting about nerd culture, I am listening to The Fam Bros Show. Fan bros, I know you've been enjoying this sideways episode with the great Just Blaze. This is what I do. Don't edit me at all. This oh, is what never, I do. never, bro. Every Don't time, man. If you go back in our archives and listen to the old joints, every time Just Blaze comes on the show, I basically <laughs> step out of the captain's chair and let the man we take just over. leave the room. Yeah, you know. Just leave the for two hours. You know, the Megatron Don comes in here and it's his spaceship. You here's know, your I got show. no problem with that. No problem Listen, with that. Listen, Brian, here's your show, Brian. <laughs> Gray, I don't alter the deal any further. Oh, yeah, I just found out the other day that the Emperor, I mean, uh, yeah, he is the Emperor at that point, says, power! Ultimate Un- power! Un- unlimited, unlimited, unlimited power! power. Yeah. Unlimited, what he's yeah. shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew you that. Never- I didn't know what the fuck he said. <laughs> it was just like, rah, Yo. Rah! <laughs> Yo, when you get a minute, Google, Google, just Google Palpatine good. Okay. Palpatine good. Okay. You never realize how many times he says good. good. Is it up there with uh, Denzel Washington and Guarantee? Have you yes, seen yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah. That it's, video. Because yeah. it goes back. What they do is they get it from the prequels all through the original trilogy and then like Family Guy <laughs> they get all of them and some of them are just good 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 good, good. and then good. some of them are good <laughs> power you didn't know he said that yo I had no idea well, I that wrong. makes me laugh every time because it's so crazy so yeah. wait what the fuck are you talking about unlimited <laughs> I was watching this Meanwhile, video. Meanwhile, his face is frying. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, the power is no good, bro. Like, you need to ease up on it. I was watching this video, um, going off track again, about how the prequels could be good. Mm-hmm. And it, they're like 30 minutes each, and they do each movie. Oh, and yeah, they are yeah. so well done and tight. The and prequels it, to be good. It can't be the prequels as you know it anymore. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's like really, it's it's major changes and slight at the same time. But the one thing it made me go back and rewatch that scene between mm-hmm. uh, Obi and Anakin, and I definitely laugh at the high ground and him chopping his ass up every time. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Obi really does his best to sell that motherfucker. I have to give it to him because oh, no, he, he is the best part. He, the he is like he is like yo. I'm gonna act in this mess. Yeah. By, he, by, by the time he hits the third one, you, like he's channeling his inner Alec Guinness. Oh my god! Because when he tells him. You know, you were the chosen one. You were my brother. brother. I loved you. Like, I was, was rewatching and feeling it you right there. That. I yeah. was like, damn, like, if this movie just been just a little, it would have been epic. If that, somebody that besides George Lucas had been directing yeah, it, it, it could have been, been great. Yeah. The, um, there's also those, there's that one edit where they make all the prequels one, two and a half hour movie. Yeah, I've never seen that and one. That's I've heard what it's I, crazy. I recommend to people, like, who have never seen any of the Star Wars movies, yeah. so watch that I edit. tell them, watch the original trilogy. Um, there's one of two things watch one, two, and three I mean mm-hmm. three, four, five, four, and six, five, six yeah. then watch the original trilogy or if you really want to go all out watch four, four five, five, one, two, two 
Three, six. six. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, are you down with any of the cartoons, Clone Wars, Rebels, any of that? I haven't watched Rebels like that. I watched uh, I watched most of Clone Wars, though. Yeah, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars was dope, dope yeah. right? Yeah. Really I know it is. I, like I say, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm really, and I'm, now I'm really digging Re Rebels is I, good. I, every time I watch Rebels, I like it. But Tyler Robot is on board. He likes Rebels, too. I know. Rebels it's too. just that animation. But every time I do watch it, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I catch, like, every once in a while, I'll be up late at night, and Rebels will be on, mm -hmm. like, a little marathon or whatever. Yeah. And I'll watch episode two, and it's, it's all really good. Yeah, it is. But I just I don't know the storyline like Clone Wars I kind of binge watched yeah. it because I, yeah. I I I, I uh, bought them all on DVD, <laughs> but then they ended up being on Netflix or whatever else. So I just started binge watching them you know over time. Mm -hmm. Watched five episodes here, five you know like and I think it yeah. was six seasons. So I watched the first five. I watched the first four. And then I just asked one of the homies, like, what are the key episodes I need to watch from, yeah. from season five? And then six, they ended it abruptly, and then they brought it back and finished it off and gave you all, and tied up all the loose ends with uh, Ahsoka leaving the Academy yeah. and, and all of that. Yeah, Clone, Clone Wars is real dope. Definitely. All right, now... You know, we're talking films, of course, so it's time for some movie news this week. And the biggest thing coming out is Ryan Coogler, the director of Creed, has been confirmed by Marvel to be directing the upcoming Black Panther. I don't know film. how I feel about that. Wow. Right oh, that was bat. immediate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it, because it's been, in talk, it's been in talks for a minute. Mm-hmm. Every name and their mama been thrown out. Yep. Right. And, but his name has been at the forefront for a little bit now. Yep. And it has nothing to do with him at all as a yeah. director. It has nothing to do with that. Sorry. I would much, I would much rather see. Oh, he's been tapped to do the next Avengers movie. Mm, yeah. I Why does he have to be tapped to do a black, black man? He's in the ghetto. Well, remember what they said when yeah, this movie the was get, the director of the right. director's ghetto. When they, when they was first talking about black and they was like, this was the multicultural diversity movie. So yeah. they, they they literally made this the quota movie, <laughs> like <laughs> real. And, this, and, and that's why I say that. That's yeah. why I don't know how I feel about because I feel yeah. like all right. Because remember who who was homegirl that turned it down. Uh, Ava DuVernay, DuVernay. Yeah. Oh, black woman, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you couldn't get one black director, so you got the other one who happens to just actually be more successful right now. Yeah, she did. She Creed did Selma. Right, yeah. and, now, and now they have to do that. They Creed. It's like so they were money. on a mission to get a black director. Yes. Yeah, they're definitely gonna get a black director right. no matter what. And I could understand on one hand it might have been some outrage if they had gotten you know, an Anglo-Saxon white person <laughs> to do Black Panther. I get that, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, I want to see Homeboy do. Like the Vision solo yeah. or the new X Men or just whatever. Like, or the new you don't want them to pick him just because he's black. There's other stuff he could be doing. Hey, that's my point. That's why I say I don't know how I feel about that. So it's not that I have any issue with him doing. It. Obviously, it's great. Great so to see. So you don't have no issue with his talent. It's no, not, not at all. No. no, Creed is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was just more so about like I'm happy for you, and I understand that Marvel you're trying to fill a quota right now and get all your women's and your, your people of color and all that, you're getting that all, all that out the way because yep. you've lacked on it for so long. Ooh, but don't let it be limited to just that, this to filling that quota. Well, Marvel mm -hmm. definitely, you know, they, they seem to be building their stable, you know, and like right. they got the Russos, you know, doing well, Whatever Infinity they get War. you, they don't get you for just one movie. They yeah. get you for five And he's six. young. He's 29, you know what I mean? So I think he's, he's 29 years old. Like, yeah, he so, can do whatever comes after Infinity War. And he's got two very successful movies under his belt. Mm -hmm. I mean, his track record is way better than the Russos were before they did Captain America. <laughs> they did America. Me, Myself, and Dupree, and that's right. it. And now they yeah, now they got the keys to the kingdom. So you right. know we'll see yeah. what happens. So it's it definitely I feel you, but I'm glad that he's in that circle. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, so that's now what I'm saying. the I'm, chances I'm, of I him getting that, that, you know, I just hope that his next movie isn't like the, Black Panther the, Two, right? right. <laughs> or the, or, Black Lightning, right? Or, or, Black, or, Luke, or the new Luke Cage movie, yeah. right? Like I want to see John Stewart Green Lantern, right? I don't want to see that. I do not want to see that. No, most definitely. 
Now, some other movie news that, uh, you know, it seems to have been circulating while I was gone. The Hateful Eight came out. You know, I managed to catch it. You know, big shout out to that truck. And um, that it fell off of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, you know, I, I saw there was a JJ from a Fast Company. Friend JJ of the, McCorvey. Yeah, friend, friend of the, of the fan show. Bro show. Yeah. Um, didn't feel it. DeRay retweeted him. It, it was more that he just didn't feel it. It was more yeah. so that he was questioning... Uh, what is the deal with the rampant, rampant use of the N-word? But with, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. With Quentin Tarantino Except, movies. all right, wait. Can except, I, except, mm. go ahead. Well, you were, all right. Go ahead. I, was, I was just going to say it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, but also in that time period that it's set in. Yeah, right. rampant use of the word. Except when you compare, first of all, they don't, they, it's said like three or four times in Reservoir Dogs. Like he's using yeah. it more and more and more and more yeah. in each it's movie. It's one of my favorite lines in Reservoir Dogs. Right, but but it's only and like. And no, um. Uh, also, in, in true romance, when with the whole thing, I mean, like that's an amazing use of yes. you know language yes. in the scene. Where, you know, this whereas it, <laughs> it's just ba- it's just bad. Like this like white boy day in um in in, in the it hateful eight. It's just, just it's used? so. I feel like right. he's basically thumbing his nose at everyone, or thumb putting the thumb in the eye of everyone. See, this is my thing. Like I was telling uh, Tatiana yeah. yesterday, I think that Quentin, you know, like. If you're mad about him using the N-word, it's like, get over it. Like, uh, Because, for one, the, my problem with The Hateful Eight isn't that he used the N-word so much. Because when I was watching no, it... No, it's because the movie's whack. There we go. It's, I, th- but I he's, thought the movie he's, was whack. He's, right. he's descending right. in talent. I mean, or... or Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, other people think that Inglorious is I, his greatest. I, I, no, I mean, it's not. No. It's his no. wackest, I think. I wouldn't say that, but it's... Oh, I don't know which one is worse. I mean, you know. What do you think his right. wackest movie is, Peter? No, you might be right. I think it's Inglorious Bastards. Like, the like Inglorious Django and uh, Hateful Eight, even though I like them all, they're never I want to see them again. No. They're I like never... one-time watch movies, and that's yeah. it. And, wow, and that's seen... a problem. Yeah, I saw Reservoir Dogs five times I in saw the Reservoir. I watched Reservoir Dogs twice the first time I saw it on VHS. Right. Like, I watched it and then rewound it and watched it again. Like, yeah, no. And, and wait, just just for the to, to let people know. So I went with Kimsonian uh, the, a few days after Christmas. And, you know, we got there like two hours early. And it, it, just, it was my whole day. Yeah. And 45 minutes into it, I, I, I was out. Damn. And it's only because they didn't even it took get me. to the damn place in 45 minutes. No, no, they did. They my, did. They and that did. was my issue. I told you. They've been there for why, a while. Not okay. only was it a whack movie, it was too damn long. It was right. too damn long for me. Man, I mean, talk about, well, he had a little, what, now, a little now, intermission. Wait, did you go see it in the roadshow format? No. I saw it in 70 millimeter, 24 fucking dollars. I didn't watch the bootleg. Like I was uh, unless I you're did. saying the regular one is the bootleg. No, 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 I saw no, no. I'm saying like just no. The, I didn't see the no. I saw it in the regular theater in the regular straight three hour. So not with, whatever. The, not with the intermission nope. roadshow style. None nope. of that. Yeah, nope. Gotcha. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, we had a program. So I mean, I the whole wow. thing. I mean, yeah. Maybe and you still walked out the 70 million. I left my program behind. I left my Sour Patch Kids <laughs> behind. Like yo, yeah. I just was out. Listen, the roadshow style. Maybe that would have helped the matter. Obviously no. But it didn't. Well, not for Chico. No, but maybe for me. But I did I wasn't feeling it. But towards. JJ's and the rest of everyone's argument against the whole use of the N words. Yes, that's that's his style. That's just what Tarantino does. You, if you don't know that by now, you you know you never know. But the problem was, and I get it. It was in that time period. The problem was, they said there was just so not just a rampant use, but just unnecessary use. A, a rampant unnecessary. It use. It was rampant and it's like an you didn't unnecessary. Have to call him a ninja. 
at that right. moment. <laughs> every, every time, time you could. And and I agree with Ben. Like I don't want to make it sound like that was the biggest problem with the movie nah. because no, it, it was not. No, the, the it was not what even was in the top ten. I just thought I'd seen it all before. Like it was like you know calling back and remaking like all kinds of westerns, like mm-hmm. Stagecoach, and yep. it's a very standard thing. You get a bunch of people of different backgrounds in a, in a room, and then yeah. the, the figure out. Yeah, yeah. And, and but this was like it was like three hours of just people talking. It was three yeah. hours. See, I don't of know. Just people talking, like nothing. I mean, obviously stuff must have happened, oh, you yeah. know, in the second half. It, but it took it took a right. two hours and fifteen minutes to get there. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with westerns like that. Like mm-hmm. whenever I see, I my grandfather used my great grandfather used to watch them, so I automatically just tuned them out. Yeah, I would rather go play Atari at that time. So. I don't know anything about westerns. I don't know. I don't know anything about western tropes and traditions. Well, and that movie had it all. Yeah, got you. But I mean, that's what Tarantino does. Yeah, but but, see, but, but he did but, it much more awkwardly here than he did than right. like Kill Bill. You know, doing right. like the, the I, yeah. I went to see this movie for the Tarantino shenanigans, but I got Tarantino shenanigans like hardcore, and that was enough to make me go, "Yo, this is why." My husband and I, we were falling asleep. And I was sitting there like, dog, like, it's still not over. I was checking my watch. Like, get to the point. Well, right. of, well, here's the thing is the, the movie reaches a point where you think it's over. Then you realize, oh, no, that, now, now it's starting over. It, it's, yeah. Like, it finishes, and yeah. then it starts over from the other perspective. Yeah. And, and this is not a spoiler nothing, but the reason why I knew it was not going to be over no time soon because you, you don't see, um, what's his face? Um, Shining. Sham, you didn't see Sham, Shining Shambit yeah. for most of the movie. So yeah. I was like, oh, God, we even see him, and he's in the movie. Yeah. Wait, I want to ask a question just so... One in four cowboys in real life was black. Yes. Yet in in the movies, one in four thousand cowboys is black. <laughs> Do you think like if De- no? But this is a serious question. If Denzel Washington was on his sixth western, if Will Smith was on his fourth or fifth western. Do you, would you would you be watching more westerns? Like it just I'm just saying to to the, to the industry. Like the no, 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 no. I'm I'm saying like it's a problem. This is a problem with oh, the fact that they only cast white people yeah. in westerns for 50 years. Yeah. When the reality is something different. I mean, they cast white people as Indians in westerns. No, I know exactly. They cast white exactly. As Egyptians, right? Yeah. Now. I know. So whatever. No, yeah. it's true. No, but, I don't think it was a color thing for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's just I, westerns. No, I know, I just, but it was an era that I had no interest in. Like if you were a kid in the 50s. Roy Rogers was a star. Right. Yeah. You know, John Wayne was a star. You yeah. Clint Eastwood, you know, it's like it was it was just a different it was a big thing for a different era. But that's yeah. the problem. There should have been like, you know, Paul Robeson or Sidney Poitier should well Sidney Poitier was actually in a bunch yeah. of westerns. I mean, like the first western that I really peeped that I can remember that I remember, I mean, I know how much I loved it was Unforgiven. And that's like the I one that deconstructs cool, yeah. every Western. Yep. My favorite you know? is Tombstone. That's one I saw. I mean, that's another one. Yeah. I've never I seen saw, that. I never saw what's the one? Tombstone's guns, great. Like a lot of oh, those... you never seen Young yeah, Guns? Yeah, I, I, I had Young Guns 1 and 2. Never watched wow. Blue Diamond Phillips. Oh, that was like, I mean, that's one of the ones I can quote. You know, right. I, don't, I don't consider that a Western. I consider that yeah. like a comedy. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> that's its own little thing. But just all those movies that take place in that time. Like, as a kid, when I saw the horse in the 10 gallon hat, I was out. And just because it didn't. Young Guns had Lou Diamond. So I was going to see it as right. a kid. That was like, you know, that no, was I, that dude. I, I remember <laughs> as a kid wanting to see Young yeah. Guns. It looked dope. Oh, it's hilarious. By the time I actually had the opportunity to, I just never got around to that it. That might be Emilio's greatest role oh, yeah. ever. <laughs> and could be Charlie Sheen's worst. <laughs> he's he's terrible. Yeah, Charlie Sheen gets killed early on. He's in the, the, one, first who, young he's the guns. one who takes the one in the, yeah, in the yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, that's so classic. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. I just felt like it could have been a lot shorter. But again, yeah. I'm not familiar with Western tropes. No, I just thought but it was. But even if you weren't, like, no one. Who goes there was like, oh, I'm wanna watch Hateful Eight because it's a Western. There are people who went to watch it because oh, it was a Tarantino movie with some crazy shit that's about to go down. Yeah, that's, that's why I watched it. I, right. I, I felt if it was shorter, 
I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Most definitely. All right, well, now it's time for one of my favorite segments that I ain't been here in a while, so... Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in tech news, this is actually going to affect all of you guys, especially the music people. Mm. There's been a rumor that is getting louder and louder and may come true. Apple is going to, or this is the rumor, that Apple is going to remove the headphone jack, the yeah. the standard 3.5-inch jack that everyone's uh, used to. And then everyone, the first, uh, the first <laughs> including my first reaction was, nah, they can't do that. Yo, I can't even figure out how to fucking get my, my music onto my phone anymore because of the iTunes Not updates. I, well, first of all, iTunes is whack. The worst. I, iTunes is the Fuck worst, worst software on Apple or Windows and machines. Uh. Don't, don't even tell me. But anyway... Like I said, we I actually reported on this some odd weeks ago, a few episodes ago, and I was yelling like, yo, it's going to never happen, going to never happen, never happen. It's getting louder that it will happen. It will happen as soon as the iPhone 7. Right. But this is also like, you know, when they first announced the iPad and they were like, there's not going to be a drive on it. Yeah. Exactly. And everyone was like, oh, and then yeah. there was, and it was fine. And then, and yeah. it, it wasn't nothing. And that's so, what. But see, here's the thing. I, I mean, I'm, cl- I'm close to Apple. I, I do work with them behind the scenes, mm-hmm. whatever. This is not something that I have any confirmation about. Even if I did, I would have to deny that I have Right. Man, the non-disclosure agreements with I've, I've yes. signed one with that. But um, Yeesh. but I will say, um, going off of your comment, when the first MacBook Air came out and they started went, went to SSD, there was no optical drive. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then with the MacBook Pros, he took out the CD drives. Oh. Mm, right. Mind <laughs> you, I hadn't been using I hadn't been using magnetic hard drives for years before that. Three point five got, inch floppy. Ain't nobody it, using right. It. It's, when they got rid of the, C, of the of the CD drive, I was like. I take my CD drive out of my laptop anyway mm-hmm. and put another hard mm-hmm. drive in. Yep. I haven't had an optical drive on my laptop in years. Who uses them? You know, um, now the big thing right now is with the uh, newest line of MacBooks, they've gotten rid of all everything that's just all a the US, ports. It's just a USB-C port. Correct. Um, which, actually, in a lot of ways, is actually more convenient for me. It's I would have rather they've had two. Mm-hmm. And I th- I'm sure with the next model, they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my point is, is just they are, they will adopt... This you know, they'll, they'll uh, they they adopt tech, the right technology early, mm-hmm. but then eventually there's there's always an uproar. And then people eventually are like, yeah, whatever. yeah. So yeah. if they do and do that, I think it allows them to maybe. I guess what they're saying is it's going to go through the lightning port. So it's going to be two ways. It will either be a new, well, it will go to the lightning port, so you'll have, like, new headphones that connect right yeah. there. Right. Or you can then turn around and use what well, they're trying to pull Beats in now, use the wireless headphones yeah. through Bluetooth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, A, you got to remember, the Bluetooth uh, audio has always been an option. Yeah. That's yes. not new. Going through the lightning port, the only issue that I would have with that Charging and listening. Is, yes, yeah. is charging and listening to your phone at the same time. And for me, it's not even just, like, charging and listening on the go it's more so like in my environment yeah, I'm in studios I have a song that's only on my phone for security purposes it's locked down nobody can get into my phone mm-hmm. and my battery's near dead and I want to charge this so my phone to it, but yeah. I need to play something for a client mm-hmm. they're saying well, that like, it might be something I mean and, and it, it is a simple as long as, as long as it has a pass through I'm it'll fine it'll be a pass through like a splitter or something like that's that that's what I'm saying because like even, right. with, even with the um, with the newest MacBooks you get the adapter. There's a pass-through, so you can charge it and use USB devices mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. So it, it's. Right. It, it, um, that doesn't really bother me. No. But, um, right, right. See, but from a technological standpoint, you're 100. percent They are pretty much the leaders in doing that. Where they remove right. it and there's an uproar, and then people be like, "Oh, well, it doesn't really matter. I wasn't using CDs in the first place." Right. But then the problem where the reason for the uproar is because the speed at which they do it, and then being that it's Apple, being that they what the most valuable company in the world, right. people are like, "Yo, that's something else that I got to pay for now. I'm already paying premium for Apple products right. and Apple devices and Apple accessories, think but now I got to do it again." But think about this. 
this is not on your current phone. Keep your current fucking phone. That too. But you know or it's you not going to happen. And, and no, but here's the thing. You got to remember another thing. If you're buying the new, uh, if you buy an iPhone 7, the headphones are going to come with it. Yeah, that yeah. too. So what's your problem? That too. But see, the problem is that people... Guys, the, the one thing that it, where it inconveniences you is when you get twisted one night at the, you know, at, at, at the club or coming off the plane because you had one too many martinis in first class... <laughs> And you left your head- headphones on the plane. <laughs> you can't just stop. That at sounds the... like a, a common occurrence. Right. No, yeah, that's, that sounds like a joke. <laughs> no, actually, it does. I don't, I don't drink martinis, <laughs> and I don't wear my Apple headphones in the club. But I, I'm just saying. I'm trying to think. Of, you know, but there are situations yeah. where you, you leave your headphones somewhere, and you can just go to any anywhere. You can go to the corner bodega. Just for a temporary, for, just do that for yeah. a pair of five dollar headphones. Yeah. They won't sound that great, but they'll hold you yeah. over. But not only that, that removes that. But not only that, people who may have premium headphones that now won't and immediately won't work because now they need to get either an adapter, which will come out. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there'll be an adapter. But but, yeah. but the fact is, people are gonna be just incredibly mad at first anyway. Then you don't go buy a cheap Android phone. I don't care. Nah. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's don't clown. <laughs> I'm clown Android all day. We can do don't this all Android day. Phone. What's the first? One? Have you ever have you ever owned an Android phone? You wanna know how many Android phones I own? You really this wanna know? What's the last Android phone you own? <laughs> Nexus Five. Holla at me. Mm. This conversation is over. <laughs> Thank you. And moving on to my favorite segment of okay. the week. When, the, when the Google Glass came out and they gave me, they gave why, me. Why, 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 I'm sorry. I gotta know now. Yeah. Why did you ultimately be like, "Yo, this is whack"? Here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a we all know I'm a tech person. That's yes. not a, you know, that needs no explanation. So when the first, I forget what the very first Android phone was. The G1 went T-Mobile. Uh, went right to the T-Mobile, right up the block from where we are right now, and bought a G1 right there on the spot. And they sold me because they had, they were the first ones to have the live the live compass thing where you could do your phone like this and get a live street view of what was happening like from Google mm-hmm. from Google Maps. Um, so I've had that. I've had the HTC Thunderbolt. But you've had um, the, that's I've a had whack phone. The Thunderbolt was a whack. Was always a whack ass. I don't know. Actually, actually, I didn't mind the Thunderbolt at all. Thunderbolt was whack. Well, so what I'm saying, I'm gonna get to all that. Right, all right. So I've had multiple Androids on Android phones. I was actually always a BlackBerry person, and for the first two iterations of the iPhone, it was basically a toy for me. Um, remember, the first one didn't even have an App Store. Mm-hmm. When around the time that iPhone 3GS came out. It's right around the same time that BlackBerry was burying themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrible, uh, t- terrible uh, software updates. They weren't keeping up with current technology, and the only thing that was making me hold on to my BlackBerry was a keyboard. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? At this point, ten million people are using an iPhone and typing on it just fine. I'll, I'll figure it you out. You need to get with the wave, right? Um, so I did, went and uh, when I bought when I got the 3GS, I had them uh, switch my BlackBerry number over to the uh, to the iPhone 3GS, make it my primary, and. Um, I, but I would still always try these Android phones because I was missing a, the keyboard. At the time, a lot of Android phones had keyboards. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm not so much anymore. But there's it's a twofold thing. For me, one, on one side, I'm very invested in the Apple ecosystem. That makes I've sense. I've been buying iPhone. I mean, I've been buying songs off iTunes literally since day one, since the day it launched. Since iTunes been iTunes. Right. So like, um, that whole ecosystem works for me. My 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 my. Uh, my my computer's back up to time machine. I have airports through the house. You so know, you've like, been in, a, in the ecosystem. I've, yeah, I've been in that ecosystem for very long. Um, so there's a sense of familiarity to it. However, I'm not close-minded, which is why every once in a while when a new potentially uh, killer um, 
Android device comes out, mm-hmm. I will just go and buy it. I don't even call somebody to try to get them to send it to me. I'll just buy it. And my problem with Android has always been the same thing. It's, uh, there's a lack of uniformity between apps. It's, it's, it's very much more open, but you know, because it's so open, anybody can do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Developers can do whatever the hell they want. This this app works on this phone. Doesn't work on this phone. Mm. This phone is not getting any more software updates because the manufacturer wants to make new ones or make, okay. make a new phone and force you to buy the new phone. They don't, when the software update can just be installed on it. Now you got to go to XDA. I was going to say you got to go to and, and start sideloading yourself. Yeah, start yeah, sideloading yeah. and, yeah. and doing and rooting and whatnot. Yeah. And I didn't want to jump through those hoops and just do. And then it's just the fact of the matter is, is Android's openness to me is what makes it great, but what also makes it. Uh, more annoying sometimes like I like the fact to a certain degree that Apple keeps you in a bit of a walled garden mm-hmm. but you know that everything uh, is held up to a different standard and it works tell you. you know what I mean and um, just even with the smoothness of the animations on the like <laughs> little I'm things right now. I'm fine I just wanted to know at least because no, I, I'm just I, shaking my head at, at you because you you know you you, you pop, folks want to pop off well you know? not just my pop no not just my pop off because a lot of times people will say stuff like that but not give they a don't, real they, they, they can't back it up they can't they back it up well, asked, I don't like this because I'm you like you should have asked Bin Laden about you know <laughs> that should have been my answer that's why word yeah. well first of all I, I know I know Blaze is a tech head but I wanted people to hear that because like I said most people when you ask them that they have they no have real no answer. answer but that's the thing is when, like when Android users when they state that that's their preference I have no problem with that right mm-hmm. but then they'll ask me uh, or I'll ask them why that over iPhone and they can't really answer the iPhone, iPhone is whack Android lets you do everything I, say, I, I, mean, I, I, I use an iPhone now I also right. have an Android my thing is I just wanted to know right. if you, what you oh, why, he, he, why he lets you know why, but why? He, he, <laughs> and ultimately the, the fragmentation that results of Android being open to me is what makes it a, a, a no-go for me. But I do appreciate its mission, its statement, and I do like some of their phones. It's just not for me. That being said, and I've been saying this for years, I feel like how we have Muslims and Jews and Christians mm-hmm. and what have you, eventually we were going to have the Apple... Uh, people. The, the, like, the it, Church it, of Apple. No, yeah. my, my point well, it's is... It's already here. Yeah. But, but, but my point is... You look on any tech forum mm-hmm. or any tech or any tech discussion online when the subject of Apple and Android or Apple versus anything comes up, it gets to be like immediate flame war. Yeah, yeah wars up like 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 religion, like yeah. virtual religion yeah. wars. Yeah. And I've always said like that used to be a joke, but now I'm, I'm actually kind of serious. You go to any any tech crunch, boy genius, mm-hmm. and gadget, Gizmodo, whoever, you go to any of those, let an iPhone article come out. It's instant holy war in the comments. Oh, you you you're right, and that's why some places like The Verge turned off the comments for damn near a year. Yeah, it's, it's too much, <laughs> and it's like it's not. And these people, you can tell that they're sitting there, and they meet, and they're typing, and they're sweating while they're typing it, <laughs> and like sweating they're, while they're typing. Yeah, the eyeball, the, 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 their foreheads are all scrunched up like. It's like that meme of that guy like like sitting there, his veins is popping yeah. out. His head. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, All right, that was that was real tech. That tech was news. that was for tech real talk tech talk with Tatiana. And now it's Thank time you. for comics I copped. And boy, this is a mom- momentous, momentous day. Momentous, you got yeah, it. Yeah, I got it right for once in comic books because Secret Wars, the series, is finally over. Uh, yo, I they nah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it was know, forever in a day. Wait. I, look, all right, I come from an era where, like, Secret Wars actually, I wasn't around, I was a kid. Yeah. 
but I was around for the first Secret Wars. Yes. I bought Secret Wars 8 yes. when it came out. My yes. mom took me to 7-Eleven, and I'm like, Black Spider-Man, yes. need that. Yes. And you had never seen anything like that up until that point, really, yeah. that, that overarched, overarched and affected the entire Marvel yes. universe, and it was awesome. Yes. And things changed forever out of that, and those changes evolved in their respective titles over the years. Mm -hmm. And the most you had to worry about was eventually something from, like, Web of Spider-Man might affect something in Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. As time went on, you had House of M, Civil War, and these other crossovers. And I'm just using Marvel as an example because we're talking about them. It got to the point where, because like, I'm very much, I don't, I don't buy paper books anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I do everything legit, but I buy it all on my iPad. Yep. Um, because I like to support the companies. Yeah, and the creators definitely. Right, and the, and the creators. But I'm, but it's like now, how I really want to find out what's going on. I got a book that I have. I have to now buy Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 3000 yeah, to find out what happened yeah. with Spider-Man. When Spider-Man has nothing to do with Guardians <laughs> why do I have to buy this book to find out what's going on with him because of some other crossover? And next thing you know, you have to buy 100 books, but then the books aren't shipping on time. <laughs> then I write it like, this person handed in the R. And that's why I'm, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I will say this, though. The original nine-issue Secret Wars, even though it took forever to finish, I think, like, if you start from the Avengers that Hickman wrote, and he only wrote two Avengers titles, and did, like, three years of them, and then went into Secret Wars. The current Secret Wars? Yeah, the current Secret Wars. With, like, with the Illuminati and all that yeah. stuff? Okay. Yeah, if you read those two series, and just read the, because I pretty much just read the core Secret Wars. I read a few right. books here and there, but I really didn't, and that was a really, I, I mean, hats off, like, it's something now I got to go back and start on the Avengers again because I want to reread the whole thing now because it's definitely one of those stories like Red Sun where it all loops yes. back at yes. the end. Okay. And it's very, I'm not sure if he pulled it off like Red Sun pulled it off because I need to reread the whole thing, but it, it, it ended. You know, it's over. There's a new Marvel but universe. But wasn't stuff already happening. Oh, like, oh damn. Yeah, stuff was already happening stuff. that was supposed to happen from the yeah, kind of the, the, the repercussions. Yeah, yeah nah, no. You, I'm done, bro. <laughs> the ripple effects in time were already happening, and like now, and it, this didn't even really explain them. That's the one thing he. It's like that'll be explained at some point. He was just telling his own story. Yeah. And Hickman, you know, reasonably well pulled it off. In other big news, Walking Dead 150 dropped today. And usually every time a 50th issue or something happens, somebody dies. And uh, spoiler alert, this issue, uh, some random motherfucker got killed. It wasn't even like one of the main people. And it was like an issue called Betrayal. And you thought that there was to be this big thing where Rick gets betrayed by his people. But it was like two people tried to betray him and, you know, whatnot. But I just, I just, I just give a big shout out to Walking Dead because 150 issues in, it's still pretty damn slamming and, you know, dope. Um, Robin Wars came out too, right? Robin Wars came out, yes. So, shout to Emilio Lopez and, and Kari, Kari Randolph. Randolph. Again, friends of the show. Yes. Sick artwork. That I don't know if you've seen the cover yet. If you oh, haven't no, seen that cover, y'all got a cool. incredible, definitely. It's so good. Definitely picking that up. And oh, also, so like different Robins fighting each other or something? Yeah, I'm not sure yet because I was waiting on the trade for that one, so I haven't really been reading it, so I'm not sure exactly what happened. But I know the, it's, the book is We Are Robin, and there's a bunch of Robins in it already. Mm -hmm. I don't know nothing yeah. about what DC No, nah, I barely know much either. And the only other thing I read this week was Huck. Just, you know about Huck? No. Nah. Oh, man. All right, I, read, well, I, I can list like on one hand the books that I... I reading right now? Uh, I read the, the new Marvel Star Wars books, which I was apprehensive of, but they've all They're, they're pretty been, damn good. They've been good. All the yeah. all short, offshoot solo stories have been good. Yep. The uh, IDW's reboot of the Turtles is pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard that's good. I've read a um, few here and there. Their G.I. Joes and their Transformers are cool. That, they, they got this one Transformers. Uh, Chris Sims was recommending it to me. 
It's Transformers with some... Either more than meets the eye or robots in More than meets the eye. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, yo, this book is deep. No, like, there's, yeah. there's one that's a little bit more straightforward than there's one that's actually super deep. Yeah, like yeah. super deep, yeah. Like they got gay Transformers. Yeah, and, and all like that. that. He yeah, was like, yo, yeah. this shit is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's po- uh, Postal, I think. Postage, Postal is by uh, Image, if I'm not mistaken. Warren Ellis, I think, or somebody. I, remember, I, don't, I don't know about that, it. but yeah, I haven't I like, read that I, yet. I came across it randomly. I like it. Yeah. Um... I still try to find time to read Invincible. Oh, that's um, still, man, still. Yeah, so, I, God I, here's damn, one good. thing. I don't know if any of these guys are listening. <laughs> um, Dark Horse. I don't know what's going on with Dark Horse. I know they things got weird, but they lost the, the, the Transformers license, or the yeah. Star Wars license. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was supposed to be their new bread and butter was they were supposed to do all this stuff with revamping Predator and uh, Aliens. And there was this whole and Prometheus. And there was this whole build up, and they did yeah. a bunch of crossovers. Yeah, and I didn't. And it was like, and I was into it. I bought, I was yeah. buying all the I books. I bought a couple of those Alien Prometheus joints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, I, it just stopped. Stopped. Yeah, they might have problems because the movie might be trying to go a different direction than they want to do. It's one of their books that I actually was like was into. Invincible is still crazy. Yeah, Invincible, oh great. my yeah. god, yeah, still good. And but anyway, back to the one, Huck. Book by Mark Miller. Um, we've talked about it before on the show. It, Miller, you know, wanted to write this book where he felt like a uh, superhero can just go back to the basics, you know, just being a good old guy. Right. And uh, I was trying not to hate it so far, but it's like on a third issue, and it just suffers from the usual Miller shit. It's stretched out as fuck. It's corny as hell because it's like, dude, you wrote the most negative stuff ever. Isn't he crazy, though? Uh, he's like he's no, like that's a, the Frank you're talking about Mark Frank Miller. Miller. Yeah. Oh, Frank Miller wrote no, 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 Mark Miller. Right, I'm talking about Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Frank Miller. Yeah, no, Mark Miller's pretty crazy too. He wrote. I, Ultimates. They, I thought they both were crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wrote, I mean, not as crazy as Frank. I mean, Mark yeah. Miller is just Scottish. Yeah, so, just you off, know, off in his own and way and drunk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's I'm not gonna dog huck yet because I want to read it all through six issues, but it is smelling like bullshit. I will say that I will definitely put that out there, and it feels like you know a dude just trying to capitalize in any way possible. What about the Mark Wade book? Which one? The uh, one that the first issue ended with the naked black man wrapped oh, in the American oh, flag. Wait till the white people oh, get, get a hold of me or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Did, did how did I, get to book two? How could I forget the title? It got to issue three, I three. think. Yeah, and it's it's still a hot mess itself. I that one that one I you know I'm I'm waiting for it to end, but that smells more bullshit than Hut does. That is just like Mark Wade. You probably gonna have some explaining to do when this is all said right. and done. Shit. Yeah, so that's it for me. Like I say, Secret Wars, cop that. You know, the- don't <laughs> buy Saga instead. I yeah. mean, buy that Saga no matter saying. what. You know, buy Invincible no matter what. That's those, you know, if you ain't reading them, you you are... Invincible to me is the greatest comic superhero book. And the latest issue was so, like... Robert Kirkman, you're such a bastard. Like, because it, it, it's not coming back till March, and the latest issue's ending was one of them ones where you're like, for real, dog. Like, you're not gonna come back for four mm. months. You gonna leave me like this, bro? Like, you just did that. <laughs> like, for real. That's how. You, oh, that bastard. I feel you. It's exceptional. You know what I like? Uh, you ever read Thief of Thieves? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um. LYC, another host of the show, loves it. And yeah. we're big friends with uh, Sean Martinborough, the yeah, artist. I, I, was, yeah. I wasn't really up on it. And Sean came to the crib one day. Mm. And we were just hanging out, and he brought the uh, the trays for me. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, cool. And I checked him out. I mean, I knew his work. Yeah. But I didn't know that book in particular. Yeah. And I just sat up, you know, um, 
listen, I traveled, so I, just, I went and bought them on the uh, on the iPad. Yep. It was dope. No, super official. Robert mm-hmm. Kirkman, like, I've been reading Invincible and Walking Dead since the very beginning, and right. pretty much anything that he puts out now, I'm going to check it, because dude, you know, he knows what the fuck he's doing. And, Did like, you ever read yeah. The Strain? Uh, no, I missed the strain when it started. Right. I only started watching it when, I mean, I never read it, but I watched so the show. Watch the show. Yeah, yeah, but right. I missed the strain as even, I didn't even know it was a comic until yeah. a little while I into the show. I kind of the strain. I, I liked it. Yeah, I heard people tell me the comic is better than the show. It is. Yeah, I mean, the show's, the show's half-ass like a, terrible. So. like a bunch of people doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and then when they so are doing strange. something, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, it's entertaining mess, though, you know, much to Chico Leo's chagrin. Yeah, and I was going to say. I'm not entertained <laughs> at all. He's been suffering through this forever. But uh, yeah. Chico Leo, what are you into this week? Well, just to let people know, the uh, Mr. Robot came out today on DVD or and Blu-ray. Ooh. So if you're uh, living under a rock and in you the missed Stone that, Age. yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're living under a rock and, and in the Stone st- Age, you're still buying DVDs, <laughs> right? Check it out. Check it out. Shouts to them for winning two Golden Globes. Yes. Congratulations right. to Christian That's Slater dope. and to the entire cast and yes. writer. And also congratulations to uh, Alejandro Inarudu for uh, winning uh, Best Director and be- and the the. Best picture for The Revenant, although. But what's your pick? You know, you're oh, yeah. Shout-outs, and I'm just like, <laughs> so, well, I was uh, shouting out Mr. Robot. You know, Did you we, talk about Mr. Robot? Also, uh, <laughs> at the Golden Globes was Oscar, Oscar Isaac won. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, on on Amazon, if you have Amazon uh, Prime out there, uh, A Most Violent Year, oh. which came out like two a uh, year or two last ago. Year. Yeah, last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's... it's uh, it's not as action-packed as I thought it might be, but it's really good. Yes, it's really it well acted. Yeah. And it's Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain as a couple who run a fuel delivery. You know, people who live in in, in houses get their, their oil delivered. Yeah. yeah. Now a lot of people have natural gas, but in 81 but in the they didn't. But the remote areas, yeah, yeah. No, no, this is like Queens. Oh, oh yeah, you this mean is like, takes but place it's like in, 1980. Yeah, oh, this is 1981, which yeah. is, I think, the year uh, of the most murders in New York City. Yep. And so it's just about like, um, you know, the different companies are actually robbing each other. And Oscar Isaac is really dope and it's a very different look than Poe. And Jessica Chastain. <laughs> I would hope so. Jessica Chastain is always well. No, he's a very honorable man in the in the uh, in in the show. Yep. Um, as is Poe, but um, it's no, just no. But it's you a know, different. I mean, it's a different time yeah. period and all that. But and Jessica Chastain is always really dope. She was in Zero Dark Thirty. Yes. She was in Interstellar. Rumored to be playing uh, Captain Marvel right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, She's uh, one of them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it it had a really good cast, and if you're, you know, it's 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 a a world in. In New York in 1981, um, and a, a, it's a, a most violent year. All right. Directed by J.C. Chandor. I'm not sure. Did he do like? Uh, I think he did like whip. Uh, J.C. Saja or J.C. Chandor? <laughs> J.C. Saja is from the Insync. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, he yeah, he did all is lost, which I didn't see, which is like just Robert Redford on a boat. That's oh yeah, and no, I skipped that one. But um, yeah. yeah, no, most violent year is really dope, and it's and. Uh, you know, I was waiting for it to come on Netflix. Oh, never he came did on Margin Netflix. Call too. Yeah, I, uh, well, you know, well, this one is dope. Yeah. He got it right on the third one. <laughs> there we go. And there really is a like he's um, uh, Oscar Isaac has a, a young Pacino vibe to him, especially in this one. Yeah, yeah and like Pacino in the seventies and eighties was making mm-hmm. these movies that set in New York in in the in the, in that time period with no. Sidney Lumet. And Oscar just, Isaac is you know working on becoming the best actor out. Yeah, right he's now. definitely he's, he's not playing around. And so there we go. Most That's violent it. year. That's right. it. Very Most violent pick. year. It's on Amazon. All right. Well, let's take another quick break. I'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros. Break. 
What up, it's your boy Jesus Nice, aka Young Chipotle. And when I'm not illegally downloading MP3s or ripping them from SoundCloud because you artists want me to pay money and I'm not going to, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I know you've been enjoying this extra special episode, Just Braids and Just Blaze, back together again. <laughs> the Just. Uh, the just, just. just Brothers. <laughs> yeah, the Just Brothers. Like the Dust Brothers, but like the, the Just, just brothers. brothers. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Along with Beretta and Martian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Black, Black History Month around the corner. All right. And Martin Luther King's and birthday. And Martin Luther King's birthday. Coming yeah. up, you know, all that good stuff. But yeah, it is now time for. Oh no! Before we get into that, yes, before, before fuck all that. <laughs> like you just, I keep, I keep forgetting. Listen, I'll do it. Yes, I will do it live. Listen, we'll do it live. <laughs> I'm glad someone knew. <laughs> I'm glad someone knew what I was talking about. Go to fanbros.com right now. We have an incredible survey up. The survey serves two purposes. We know what you want to hear more of on the fanbros fanbros show. We want to know what else you think we can be doing to make your experience even better. The secondly, we're going to be doing an awards, the best of everything awards. So we're talking about best of movie, your best, um, the best comic book in the last year, the best TV show, things like that. Go to fanbros.com, hit up that survey, do the survey, submit the survey, and tell everybody else about the survey because about to get popping. Most definitely is. The survey is dope. And thank you for everybody who's been writing in already. But yo, I know there's more women who listen to the show than, you know, there's those a lot f- more women. I know that. I know there <laughs> are. So please go fill out the survey because so far it's been a lot of dudes. Sasha's you know? Yeah, and we we want everyone, and not Snuffages. you know not just the brown people either. We want everyone, the multicultural maestros. This is not an urban survey. Yeah, <laughs> this is not just for the black people. We want everyone, so everyone fill out our survey. And now it is time for the brap segment. I know you've been waiting all show for this. We got what just is a blaze. Brap, 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 brap. There we go. Because yeah. you guys have you need more R's in it then. Yeah. But that was brat. There we go. We have Just Blaze in the spaceship. You know, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Most confident as ever. I'm East Chiller right now. You know. He takes over. He's in the captain's chair. Number one, the Falcon or War Machine? Uh, War Machine. All right. Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow? Oh, that's tough. That is tough. I probably have to go with Snake Eyes because he gets the job done. And he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to talk. Contrary to popular belief, the only time I like to talk is in situations like this. Other than that, I don't like Mad to talk. Quiet. Man, I don't like talking. Yeah. It's just like talking for what? <laughs> I completely understand that. Yeah. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Uh, I mean, I, I, I like, kind of like to say Luke Cage. Okay. Okay. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Great. Never seen either one. Wow. Wait, still? Still? Because I feel like we had this I'm sure in the beginning we did. of the show, this question. You still haven't? Wow, either just Blaze is a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of take I mean, pride in being able to say I have never seen either one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, pop, hipsters. Two are, probably the, <laughs> two are probably the best TV shows ever made. You know what? I ain't watch them. Yeah. I'm a loner, Dottie. Yeah. I'm a rebel. <laughs> There we go. Oh. The new concept, new concept will see how many references we made in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Alf or Webster? Oh, uh, definitely Alf. 
Is a person or a show? Oh, that, that, that's the question. Yeah. No, I meant the person. I mean, he's a puppet. Right. Or the character. Yeah, but he's dope. He's but the character or the show? He eats cats. Yeah. The character say. Because Webster's Al, a person. You gotta watch Alf Roddy Cat. Yeah. That's, that's actually really funny because I was thinking the character's not the show. So I definitely <laughs> was thinking the character. The characters, yeah. Yeah, Alf, Alf for sure. Magneto or Professor X? Uh, Mag. Magneto. Puff Daddy ad libs. Screaming distorted or take that, take that. Definitely the soft voice. Really? The yes. soft voice? Sometimes I like that, the aw. Uh, no. Jealousy's a, that's one of my favorites. But that doesn't work. That only works in your car or when you're home by yourself yes. naked, dancing, dancing into the mirror, rapping into the mirror. Yeah. I'm tired of you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you can't really do that in a club. No. No, but in a club. In a club, you can, you can just be like, take that. You can do his old dance. Yeah. Take that. Take that. Take that. I like that. <laughs> Bad boy. Nine nine. Total. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the chicken heads. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Wakanda or Zamunda? Ooh. I mean, Zamunda had their own money and royal penis washers. Yes. But I feel like <laughs> if you're from, you from Wakanda, you might have had a chance to get in a cosmic penis wash mm. from the furthest reaches of space. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the intergalactic penis wash. Wakanda also has the female bodyguards, the Dora Mijay. Yes. I can mm-hmm. never pronounce that one, but yeah, hey, yeah. You know. I go for Wakanda. Yeah, and they female got vibranium. Bo- That's very Qaddafi. Hey, very Qaddafi. Hey, you know it works. Yeah. Uh, Superman or Batman? Ooh. No parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go with Batman. That death metal, no parents. Yeah. I'd probably go with Batman. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Apollo Creed or Clubber Lang? Clubber. Get in that way you can! <laughs> Don't get a suck in no statue. Give him guts! I told you I wasn't going away! You had your shot! Now give me mine! I could do that whole scene verbatim. <laughs> I had to. I had, like Even before I did the ghost record where I did, yep. I did it on there, like, mm-hmm. I, I already had that, that whole section memorized. Wow. Well done. And he gave me he gave me the blessing. He said I'm he said I'm not using my vocals, but I did his over. He was like he was like yeah. Wow, nice, nice. I think I know the answer, but uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, Wars. we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you got to pick one out of three: Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason. I'll tell you this much: I still sometimes at night feel like I'm going to see Freddie walk through my door. Mm. Mm. And I always, I actually, this is real talk. I had this. Like it, probably once every other night. I had this thought that I'm gonna look over to my right and see Fred in the doorway just flashing. Oh. Like yeah. So I guess it's gotta be Freddie. And it's to this day, and it goes back to when I first saw the the first movie when I was ten years old, and I've had that thought, that picture in my head since then, and it's never gone away. That's a wow. long time to have That's that bad. image. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Now, that's yeah. being said, whenever it comes whenever it comes on, I'm watching. Watching. Hell, hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. But hell I always yeah. regret it by the end of the night. <laughs> My favorite Freddy is the, I mean, people hate the second one, but when he shows up at a party and the dude's like, we want to help you. <laughs> help yourself, help yourself <laughs> You're all my children Oh, my now. God. I, you know, that's like the funniest <laughs> moment ever. I mean, that, that's what hooked me on those movies, my man. We just want to help you. We just want to help you. <laughs> help yourself, oh, fucker. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. The cool thing about Freddy is like from like part two to like part six, it's his personality. Oh, God. Like, welcome to prime time, yeah. bitch. <laughs> You know, all that, like, and they kind of watered it down, but it gave him more of a personality than any 
other serial killer in Hell movie yeah. history. Wait, did they remake read. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, the girl, uh, wow. dude that, dude that played, uh, yeah, they played a uh, war shark. Yeah. And the and the girl who was the for the dragon tattoo was in it, right? Wow. She was never saw that. It was, not, it was not good. No, but wait, who good. played Freddy? But who it, played Freddy? Robert Englund. Oh, war shark yeah. was Freddy. And oh. it, it introduced really cool concepts. They had this one concept called uh, micro dreams, where basically we've all experienced mm -hmm. this. Yeah, where you're like you're, you're so tired you fall asleep for half a second, mm -hmm. and you, you like you. And then you yeah. come back up. But in that split second, second yeah, you know, Freddy gets in there. So they introduced that concept. That was the best thing about it. Mm. But yeah, the overall movie was terrible. All right. Um, in any medium, you know, books, film, whatever, what character death struck you the worst? The character death that struck me the most? Uh, probably Darth Vader. I don't know. Mm. I think that's okay. the first on here. Yeah. I go. What are the answers that people give? Oh, well, oh we everything. Got, yeah, everything. Come out with video games. Is there a most popular or most recurring Someone one? Someone said no. Dobby from uh, Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no recurring no, one. No, yeah, I don't think we had a recurring one. It's pretty different. Um, we got, no, we got a Dark tripping, Tower reference tripping, recently. I'm tripping. Uh, the first Transformers movie, Optimus Prime. Wow. Yeah. I've waited a million years for this. Yeah, like, you know, there were so many 10-year-old boys walking out that theater crying. Yeah, it, the whole first 15 minutes, like, just... I, I could everybody. not believe yeah. it. I was just sitting in the theater like, Yo, they everybody. just killed yeah. five Autobots. They haven't killed one in like four years of And they just murked like Megatron. I felt some type of way. Once again, you brought up jazz again. Like, yeah. 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 No. And then it's like when, uh, when Ironhide's like, no. no. And he shoots him in the face. In the face. Like execution <laughs> yeah. style. Like that was just wild. Seven and then execution when, style. And then when Prime died. Saw, Marvel, I mean, Hasbro knew they messed up. When all the kids were walking out the theater crying, yes. they were like, oh. And that's why they didn't kill Duke in and the G.I. Joe film. And they shouldn't. No, whatever. Yeah. No, they, but that's Transformers. They sent him to a coma. Yeah. yeah. That was rough. All right. Um, comic books or hip-hop? One Gotta Go. One Gotta Go? One yeah. Gotta Go. Probably got Comic books gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I figured we're just yeah. Pe peace out. <laughs> yeah. it, well, shit. If you could have one superpower, <laughs> what would it be? Or have any superpower, what would it be? Uh... Telekinesis, because if you got that, you can pretty much do anything else you want. Mm, very true. Very true. Yeah. All you need is that. Yeah. Especially when you got that Phoenix level telekinesis. That's what I'm saying. At that point, yeah. At that point, you're levitating. You're shooting fireballs. You're doing whatever you want. You're changing molecules yeah. of right. items. Doing whatever you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Most definitely. And you know, we. I'm not sure if we got this, but what is your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the educated brother from the bank. <laughs> New Jack Nick City, definitely. Yeah, which a lot of people don't don't get. I'm, you know, I'm now this this gonna reveal something about myself. Like when I was a little kid and I saw the movie, and they were all obsessing over Shorty, and they were like, "Yo, she's fine," you know. But I didn't really think she was like, you know, pretty right. in the face as a kid. Right. And I didn't really, you know, I was a kid, so I did not get what fine meant. Right. You know, I didn't Talking get about that. who though. Uh, the one that you know split up G money. This steezer? Oh, you think oh. I give them about some steezer? Five dollar hole. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I didn't get what fine meant, and now uh, I understand why they were oh, so. Yeah, she was bad. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. Bad, yeah. Oh no, no. Hats off to her. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Bad. Salute. All right. Well, you have survived the brap segment. You survived yet another episode of Fan Bro Show. I can't even say you survived it because you always come in here he and rock the ship. You know, handle <laughs> the business. It's the takeover. Breaks over, homie. Where All that I? good stuff. So, you know, Just Blaze, let them know where they can find you at. Uh, any social media, just at Just Blaze. Right. If you own the name, 
It's very, you know, makes it very easy. Find me Twitter.com at Trust Plays, Facebook at Trust Plays, Instagram at Trust Plays. I still got to get my Snapchat back, though. Yeah, most definitely. I'm um, just getting into my, that one. My Snapchat is Justo Blazo. Justo Blazo? <laughs> yeah, but, right, that, yeah. but I'm a, I, I got to just enforce my trademark and get it back. Mm-hmm. I never really got into Snapchat because when I when it first popped off, it was like people sending dick pics. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I wasn't sending nobody no dick pics. <laughs> so... I, I just never, you know. It's much better now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not, you know I, it's amazing what they've done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's valued at so much money. People, I gotta buy those stocks. Um, <laughs> I, gotta this, I just remember I, I got some stocks I gotta buy. The stock report with Jess Blaze. Uh, Very nice for the uh, Asian market before they uh, before that's before that's over for tonight. Ballerific. Um, <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about on here? Uh, I think that's about it. I think we're just, just, we're just a question real quick. Yeah. What do y'all think of this Batman versus Superman uh, uh, trailers? And I think yeah. it's all well, whack. I've been, I've been saying this for months. Me and Chico have been in the same boat. I don't have high hopes for this whatsoever. Right. I have, I'm have. i in the underground when it comes to my hopes for Ooh. it. I'm intrigued movie. by Wonder Woman. And I, I like right, the Wonder Woman is the only thing I care about. I was so hype about Ben Affleck. And the more and more I, I see about it, it's like... Do you bleed? Yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't understand why everybody wants to jump on the boat now I was telling y'all from Jump Street this was a bad idea I, like, oh, I give, know give no, Affleck a chance I, I like Ben Affleck so I don't I have a problem with Affleck in it it's yeah Affleck is the problem I don't have a problem, problem with Affleck as Batman I just don't I don't personally I don't see it I don't see it I don't see his yeah, him his in the suit looks goofy as fuck that's what I said like before I didn't think so I like that's, him that's not about him that's about the suit yeah the suit doesn't, all you see yeah. is his yeah, is his mouth yeah that's just the suit are you saying it's a goofy mouth no it's <laughs> I, think, I don't. I've never believed. My no. issue was, like I said, I don't feel it for him in terms of energy. When I see him as Batman, I don't believe it. I the, don't. The believe shots of him it. as Bruce Wayne, I've been feeling like. When yeah, he, whatever. When he was like, Rich, rich he right man. When he, when, whatever. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. uh, I mean, of course, that's yeah. come on, Ben. Be, not, not hard for Ben Affleck to pull off. Not yeah. really hard for Ben Affleck, <laughs> but to pull to? off the essence of Batman. I mean. Homeboy, if home, Batman, real talk of the real life Batman walked in right now. I'm not talking about somebody on Times Square. I'm talking about the Batman rolled in right now. Tell me you wouldn't sit here feel a little a little type of way. Like, yo, why is he here? Like, yeah. you're not supposed to see Batman. Yeah. Unless he's about to get you. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When I see Ben Affleck walking, Batfleck walking, I don't feel that. I'm like, what this, what this ninja doing in this costume? Well, Zack Snyder came out and said that, you know, what you've seen in the trailers is not revealing the whole movie. And I'm right. like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's be for real. Y'all show, y'all show the whole movie. Yeah, them trailers is mad. I don't know. I mean, they, there's all these other things that are coming out. Like the one dude who actually, I guess, saw the rough cut and put some of the stuff out there, which actually lines up with some of the other things that Zack Snyder's been hitting at. Mm-hmm. There's still a bit more to be revealed. Yeah. They said they're going to, this is going to introduce the mythology of Doomsday. And Bizarro, in, maybe. And leading into uh, yeah, Justice League movie. To, yeah, and... um. Aquaman shows up for a brief second. If Jason mistaken. Momoa, right? Yeah. yeah. Snyder said that he there's a. I mean, he hinted at it that there, oh, like and, um, all of them might be there. Flash, but what about Aquaman, Victor? But what about Victor? Um, Cyborg, Cyborg, Victor Stone. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I don't. The thing I don't buy about it, and again, this is I won't really understand it until you watch the movie. But Superman just seems to be very angry, and like he's feeding into the God complex mm-hmm. thing. That's you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's just very it's, odd to me. But you know, I understand that. But also, you got to remember, this is young Superman, technically. No, no, right, so yeah. this is young by young. I mean, this, he just he really just got his power. Got his yeah. power. He just really figured stuff that's out. That's actually one of the things that I liked about the last movie. While people were like Superman, doesn't, I love. Yeah, I didn't have no problem with Man. People still. were like, "Yo, Superman doesn't kill." I'm like, "This guy just woke up. And he just got these powers. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing he yet." Exactly. Like 
20 years from now would he still be going through build? Like he doesn't know no. what he's doing. No. Yeah, no. He and hasn't developed it. That's so that he has the moral code that you know his uh, uh, parents crazy ass parent who threw himself into a tornado. Right. Yeah. Which that's one thing that was just like oh, man. that. May, oh yeah. My heart. My heart. I didn't. I was laughing. You could have saved Pop. What's his name? Pop Kent. You could have saved Pop. You could have saved Pop. He didn't need it. Oh, no. We were talking about all the Dunteer part. (laughs) No. Yeah. But no, I I feel you. No, but like I said, that's exactly what I mean. Why people hate on it so much. And go, well, he wouldn't do that. This is not Superman as you know it. This is early Superman. He don't don't know what he's doing yet. Imagine if you just realized that you had, you know you had these powers. You didn't know the extent. And now all of a sudden you're you're being attacked by people who are strong as you and potentially stronger, and there's three of them. Yeah. I would be angry too. Like you don't know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not, you're not you just an don't angry. Know, you don't you don't know how you to handle know, it. You don't know what to yeah. do. These guys are military trained, but, and you're but just I'll a also be angry considering like. Because when you're early on and you're sitting here like, all I'm doing is trying to help you. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is doing positivity, and y'all trying to y'all trying to come at me. Yeah. You so know? you know, I'm I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm, probably gonna I'm gonna see, see it cause for Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, I'm, she I'm, looks I'm, good. I want to see it. Like, I, I hope that you know all my doubts are proven wrong because, like I say, I was, you know, Ben Affleck from the gate. So I hope I don't have to, you know, eat those words. You was. You I don't was think it'll be as with his bad. goofy mouth. I don't think it'll be super bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never heard about you. You're basically mad because he has a goofy mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see anything else of him in that suit. Oh Newsflash. Before before we go, make sure you guys Saturday, January sixteenth. If you're in New York City, all up in Harlem, go to the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. There is the uh, Black Comics Festival happening. Yes. This weekend. Blur Girl will be in the building on a panel alongside yes. Joe Illage. Alongside a lot of people. Afro Nerd Radio's up in there. It's a bunch of people. I mean, every pretty much all your favorite, all your favorite um people of color in the comic books industry is gonna be. Big up shout there. out to Stephen Harris up in there. A yeah. lot, I mean the, the artwork and everything. I'm I'll be up in there. Some of the fan bros will be there because you gotta, you know, I, I'm just doing to buy some art. I can't even lie. Because what I've been seeing coming out of there is some dope stuff. But, but that's what we need. We need people to go there and buy the art. That's yeah. how you support no, it. I'm so definitely so, copping so some stuff artists. while I'm up there. Yeah, all oh. black comic artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harlem, 135th. Free of charge. Be there. Yep. Find me. You know, we'll take a picture together. All that. It's good from stuff. nine to six, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Ten a.m. to seven p.m. There we go. Ten a.m. to seven p.m. And you know, before we go, make sure you fill out that survey, like we said before. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Mister Leo? I got nothing. Word. <laughs> 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 <laughs>